0: can you be quiet please thank you
1: welcome to pirate radio live
0: it's a me a man's a god
1: clip hey man good to see you brother
0: excitement time clam down
2: clam down clam down clam down pirates pirates are going dancing,
3: baby. Pirates. they picked us last they picked us last and now we're going dancing we're going dancing how about those freaking pirates
1: Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock.
2: And you can find us on Facebook Live and YouTube, sort of, as we're trying to figure out more technical issues. But we got a big show on tap, and we are happy to have you here with us and happy to be here on a... um, An interesting Friday, started out wet, now it's uh, nice and sunny and hot outside. I did just receive word that ECU will not be playing baseball on Sunday. They're going to play one today, and then a doubleheader scheduled uh, for game one of tomorrow at 2.30. So this is uh, what I'm receiving right now, 2.30, start time Saturday for a doubleheader at clark LeClaire stadium so uh there is that news coming out of the gate we've got more uh news regarding east carolina to get to so we're going to go baseball heavy in hour number one we're going to hook up with Corey glore here momentarily and talk to the play-by-play voice of the tulane green wave also pj Connolly, mayor of greenville going to join us in hour number one to talk about The potential of a Coastal Plains League coming here to Greenville, North Carolina to play summer baseball in 2024. We'll talk to the mayor of Greenville about that. And Patrick Mason going to get us ready for some ECU baseball and preview the series with Tulane coming up at the end of our number one. Uh, Hour two, all NFL draft, Tony Dunn, C3 podcast will join us. As we will recap night one of the NFL draft, the Panthers, no surprise, get their guy with Bryce Young. We'll get uh, Tony's take on that and the rest of the draft, the surprises, everything else that went down last night in the NFL draft. And uh, when does Keaton Mitchell go? Does Holton Aylers hear his name called this weekend? We'll uh, get into all that Hour 2 with Tony Dunn of the C3 Podcast. Hour 3, we'll talk to Aylers, that being Morgan Aylers, voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and Menji's Coliseum, as he'll join us on the show. Big week for his family, obviously. And uh, we'll talk about his nerves and feelings heading into... Uh, night 2 of the NFL Draft. Also uh, joining us in Hour 3, Mark Greenhill, host of the Golf Shop Radio Show. So, i uh, got all that coming up on today's program. But we kick it off with our old friend Corey Glor, who is in town to call some baseball. And he joins us right now on the Pirate Radio Live line. Hello, Corey Glor. Sup, Clint. Did you say sup? Sup. What's up? All right. A new kind of a new edgier Corey Glore. All right. I like yeah, it.
4: I'm trying to appeal to the youth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are one of the hippest, coolest cats I know. So uh, it is great to to talk to you, Corey, and have you back here in Greenville for some baseball and just receive word that uh, you'll be calling, I guess, one tonight and two tomorrow, right?
4: I have also received that word, yes. I think that's not surprising given the forecast. That evolved here. I, I, the fact that things are cleared up nicely for tonight, I know that looked in doubt up until about 48 hours ago. And so, yeah, uh, looks like uh, one today, two tomorrow, and then uh, Sunday you are free to do what you please.
2: All right. Thank you for that uh, poor m- permission there. Uh, Corey, let's talk about uh, this Tulane team. And uh, what, uh, I don't know, can you put your finger on why Tulane is down in baseball this year? What's, uh, what have you been seeing this season?
4: Uh, I mean, how much time you got here? I mean, <laughs> you kind of name it. you, you kind of name it. Things have gone amiss at different points of the year. It starts with, you know, I, I think it, it is a team that even some of the older guys on the roster didn't have a ton of Division one college reps prior to this year. And so the age that you had also is still pretty raw and then a lot of young guys that were being leaned on to really be a catalyst, especially on the offensive side of the ball, really struggled out of the gate. And on top of that, what still stands is the, the most difficult non-conference schedule of anyone in the league, and it's twelfth hardest in the country right now, um, there was no ability, no room to see these young guys kind of get a foothold at the start of the year, no room to really breathe, a ton of West Coast trips, a ton of like upper tier competition. And so it kind of has all collided into a team that is still trying to get a lot of experience under their belt and seeing opponents that just won't really let them off the hook. And so it's created this and it's been, yeah, it has been a rough year. There's no other way around it. And now, the last couple of weeks, Clip, the offense has actually played pretty well. They're scoring about seven runs a game the last couple of weeks here, which is high above what their season average is. The pitching is getting tired because they were actually doing well in the first half of the year. And so it's all kind of come together. And when one thing works, one thing doesn't. And it results in 29 losses to 12 wins.
2: Good breakdown from Corey Glor. What's going on right now with Tulane Baseball, East Carolina? Kind of on the other side of that record, but it's all about expectations, right, Corey? So you've got some... Uh, Upset Pirate fans right now after a four-game losing streak, a sweep at Wichita State, and uh, a hard-fought loss against NC State the other night. Good baseball game where the Pirates fought back but came up one run short. Uh, They have been awesome at home. Uh, As you know, also, and I asked Josh Mullen about this earlier this week they're aware that Tulane got him twice last year and he said that you know revenge isn't the first thing on their minds but yeah they remember what happened so I think you're going to see a pretty hungry motivated team this weekend and a team trying to snap a four-game losing streak uh, here at ECU.
4: Yeah I talked with our coach Jay Ullman uh, a few days ago for our podcast and he knows the hornet's nest that uh, Tulane's walking into this weekend and coming off of a real heartbreaker Tuesday night that you had Southern Miss in hand and you gave it away in the ninth. And so it felt like that they were kind of, may not necessarily turn the corner for the year, but it looked like they were going to pull off a rare big rally sort of win against a really good team and old rival. And then you gave it away in the ninth. And so it's, it's kind of a licking your wounds after Tuesday night. And now on top of it, you are heading here and, a team. I mean, it, I don't know if there's a great time to see East Carolina, but seeing them after they've lost four in a row is a pretty horrendous time to see them. In my view, just knowing my knowing my way a little bit around the program in my years past year, and, and then you know the the record here in this ballpark for East Carolina. Um, the fact that you know Tulane has been into environments like this already this year doesn't hurt them. Um, but the fact that Both of these teams are coming off of stretches here over the last couple of games that um, have have left bad taste in both of their mouths, and now this young team is going to have to kind of get themselves off the mat against this ECU team that, as you mentioned, as you heard with with Josh Moylan, a lot of the guys on this year's ECU team were in New Orleans last year, and that was the first conference series loss since 2018, something crazy like that. Um, and yeah, and yeah, you did get Tulane back in the conference tournament last year, but there's no question that that is being discussed in some capacity in that dugout in Clark LeClaire Stadium about what happened in New Orleans last year. It was right around this time last year that that series happened, and then we saw what happened with East Carolina. Tulane took a step back, and, and now I would imagine there, there's kind of a full-circle element that the
2: Pirates are thinking about this weekend. Corey, uh, so I guess some good news uh, for Tulane. They won't have to face Trey Savage tonight, as he will not be making his normal Friday start, but they will see the 2022 AAC Pitcher of the Year, Carter Spivey. And, uh, Corey, I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm anxious for you to, to see the 2023 version of Josh Groves. Still has some walks issues that he'll tell you about, and he tells us about here uh, Monday. Days on Pirate Radio Live on the Delcourt Players Lounge. But, man, the strikeout numbers are way up. The the innings, the uh, just amount of pitches thrown is way up because at times he has been able to find that control, and uh, he has really come a long way. So, I, I, Corey, you're, you'll be wearing your green and, uh, and hoping your green wave come out with wins this weekend. But I imagine there's a, probably a few guys you're excited to see to see kind of how they improved, right, from the ECU side of things.
4: Yeah, and grows at the top of the list. I mean, you talk about a kid that, you know, I got to know him a little bit when I was here, and and he was always great with me and a really good person to be around, just couldn't quite get footing going on the mound in his early days in Greenville. And now to see what he's become has been pretty nice to see. To see Josh Moylan bounce back after last year, that's been good yeah. to see, because I know Like I, his freshman year was otherworldly, and so he looks like he's back to where he should be. Um, the fact that Lane Hoover is still around is just like, I mean, that, that, that guy is just, uh, an unbelievable machine here. And he's got to be on about his eighth year. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, I still do know a couple of these guys. or remember calling some of these guys games, although they were in a lot of them or not a ton back in, you know, 2021 or before that. Yeah. You know, it was funny you mentioned not going to see you Savage this weekend. And uh, on the flight out here yesterday, I was sitting uh, in front of Dylan Carmouche, who's going to go for us tonight. and He's been our Friday guy all year, um, and I was talking with our SID that Savage is going to be out. and Dylan said, "Oh, I was really looking forward to pitching against him hmm. on Friday." And I was like, "You know, Dylan, you're going to be seeing the reigning conference pitcher of the year instead." And he's like, oh, "Okay, that that works, <laughs> that works." Too. So, um, so it's just, I mean, it, the fact that East Carolina, uh, you know, last year was nothing but relievers for that pitching staff this year. They got a starting rotation, and even this weekend with one guy out, um, you're still talking about some of the best starting pitching in the conference and maybe around the country. And so, you know, Tulane, to say they have their work cut out for them would be a a massive understatement this weekend. But, I mean, these young guys have spent a lot of time this year looking across the diamond and seeing Campbell, seeing UCLA, seeing LSU, just off Southern Miss, you know, USC's been good, Fullerton, Irvine, like a ton of high-quality teams, and they are seeing with their eyes what it takes to be a winning ball club, and they're going to get that, and then some here this weekend. So this, this is how you learn. This is how you become a winning team is you see what needs to be done to win games, and East Carolina is at the very, very top of that list of who you need to emulate.
2: Corey Glore, play-by-play voice of the Tulane Green Wave, joining us. Corey, I have uh, three questions for you that are not regarding this weekend's baseball game. You ready to go?
4: Okay. Uh, sure, fire away.
2: Question one, when I see you tomorrow, can I shake your hand?
4: Uh, if you don't shake my hand, I would be horrendously disappointed. All right. I bet that better be the bare minimum.
2: Question two, can we take a photo together tomorrow when I see you? Sure thing. Question three: Do you have any interest in returning to Greenville to be the play-by-play voice of the East Carolina Pirates?
4: You know, I, I am. I can't believe you asked that question. I've never heard that question asked me the last couple of months. Um, I mean, I, I, for, I, for one, I mean, the fact that it took this long is such a, a shock. Um, I, I, I will I'll plead the fifth on that one, All right. because of uh, you know, I'm very, very happy where I am. Uh, and that is not just meal lip service there. And I also know what uh, I made some great memories here. So that's where that sits.
2: All right. Asked and answered. Corey Glore joining us. Corey, I want you to know also that uh, like Giannis, you'll never be a failure in my eyes. Um, but uh, yeah, tough to see the Bucks go out the way they did.
4: You know, I thought we were going to make it through this call without you bringing that up.
2: I got to ask you about your teams, man. The Brewers are playing good.
4: Yeah, they're they're doing fine. They're yeah. doing fine. Here's what I'll say about the uh, Giannis comment, which I 100% agree with. He's correct on the surface level you're the best team in the NBA with the best record in the NBA and you lose to a play-in team in five games that is a failure so in the specific he's wrong in the general sense he's correct right. I guess I'm still very angry about it
2: <laughs> all right there you go glad we could make Corey angry before we got off the phone with him Corey uh hopefully you get to to see some friends you you uh hanging out you, you got any plans for while you're in Greenville for a couple nights
4: well yeah you know, now now a schedule change is going to kind of alter things here for tomorrow. So I think we're figuring things out on our end here at Tulane about now our departure plans. Yeah. Uh, and so we got to figure out what we're doing there because I know Sunday looks pretty bad weather-wise here. So we're going to try and find a time to get out before that hits. Uh, but, yeah, I saw some folks yesterday. We'll probably try and catch up with some folks t- after tonight's game, no question. And then I will be able to see your lovely face tomorrow for a while, it sounds like.
2: Excellent. And, uh, Corey, when you're back home and you, you get your your first opportunity to talk to new Tulane assistant basketball coach Daryl LeBerry, ask him uh, if he remembers Cliff Brock from Pirate Radio. We used to have a lot of chats back in the day. I really, I'm really, i a big fan of Coach LeBerry. I think Tulane's got my favorite coaching staff in college basketball now outside of East
4: Carolina. <laughs> Hey, you no, know, what's funny about that is that, you know, I, I actually don't know how much I can say about that because the school hasn't officially announced it. Oh, 10 I, I believe that has come down the pike, yes. Uh, and so, yes, I've actually been asked about that a few times since uh, heading into this weekend as well by Coach LaBerry. I've not met Coach LaBerry, um, and so I'm looking forward to, uh, getting to know him here once this uh once this gets officially announced but yeah i i I believe you are heading down the right path there as well
2: Corey. great to chat with you man Uh, have a great call tonight and this weekend we'll see you out there tomorrow Uh, i'll see you out there tomorrow folks we'll see you out there tonight but great to talk to you as always buddy
4: always a pleasure clip pirate radio love to all all
2: right there is Corey glor joining us on the pirate radio live line had a uh, it looked like a brief chat with Shirley before he went on the air there. I guess saying his hellos to you, his hellos. How about he came on with me and said sup, the new
5: cool that, guy. That, that was a shock. That I was. was not, I was not prepared for that. It really
2: threw me off.
5: Actually, what it what had happened was uh, I had called Corey and it rang about eight times and then his voicemail picked up and so I hung up the phone and then um, almost immediately. The line rang again, so I picked it up and it was Corey and he says, I'm sorry, I don't know why it didn't ring. And I was like, Well, that's weird because it rang eight times on my end. So that's the that was the extent of our conversation. But he said, Everything's fine. Nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. And I was like, We're good. I was like, Are you ready to go? He told me yes, and so I went ahead and punched him through.
2: Great, always great to chat with our buddy Corey Glore and hey, I asked him I asked him folks about the E C U job that's all i could do he chose uh not really to get into the answer and gave a very uh politically correct answer
5: oh yeah he definitely walked the company line online. but I,
2: I asked i did all i could i didn't even tell him i was gonna ask that was not a you know a planned deal but i knew what he was gonna say but figured i'd ask anyway all right let's take a break when we return we'll talk to the mayor of greenville pj Connolly about some summer baseball potentially in greenville north carolina in 2024 we'll talk about that and more with the former pirate pitcher and current mayor of greenville pj Connolly, when we roll on a busy hour one of pirate radio live back with you after this
1: You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Uh, The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients. With influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine, the Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy Dollar Oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 530 to 7. For more details, check out daphousenc.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock
2: all right once again folks uh east carolina baseball no game on sunday Doubleheader coming your way on saturday as ecu will play a uh, two lane in game two of the series at two thirty, and the series finale coming up after the conclusion usually 45 minutes an hour or so after uh the first game on saturday so that is uh, the schedule for saturday as there will be a lot of baseball going on at clark leclerc stadium a lot going on you got lacrosse you've got the equipment sale um Petey's birthday a lot of other activities going on they'll play game one tonight coming up against the green wave at six o'clock and we just talked to Corey Glore, got the Tulane perspective on that game. We'll get the ECU perspective coming up later this hour with Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflectors. He'll give us a preview on the flight by Yingling ECU report. Right now, we'll uh, we'll talk more baseball with a former Pirate pitcher who is now the mayor of Greenville. P.J. Connolly joining us on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Mayor, how you doing today?
6: I'm doing great. How
2: are you doing? Doing great. Ready for some uh, pyre Baseball this weekend in town. And uh, hopefully we stay dry and get some of that in. And speaking of baseball, uh, some big news here in the area, PJ, with potentially a Coastal Plain League uh, team coming here for Summer League Baseball beginning in 2024. And uh, I've seen uh, you quoted in some of those articles and pretty cool that you're a former uh, Summer League Baseball player and, and involved in this. So right now, PJ, where do we stand with uh, the getting a Coastal League team here in uh, Greenville.
0: So uh,
6: on our meeting on Monday, we received a presentation from the Coastal Plains League about bringing a team here that would be hosted at uh, Guy Smith Stadium. And after the presentation, the staff had recommended that we sign a letter of intent with Capital Broadcasting, who owns uh, the Coastal Plains League. And so the city of Greenville, city council, approve that on monday night and so our staff will be working closely with capital broadcasting to to make sure that um we get everything in line and and set up so that we can possibly bring a team here as early as 2024
2: yeah that is exciting stuff and uh like i said i read an article pj where you were quoted uh and who better to uh to have you know kind of overseeing this but also being involved in it than a, a person like yourself with a summer baseball experience so what would adding a coastal plains league team here to greenville mean for the the area as far as the entertainment goes uh, maybe some economics of it what what are you excited about potentially uh, having here
6: you know it's it's an amazing opportunity i played in three different leagues uh during my college career i played in the northwoods league i played in uh, the Valley League and then the Cape Cod League. And I will say that I would have loved to have been able to, to play here in Greenville, uh, in a, a college community like this. You know, I think it's going to be huge for our community. It's going to give them an entertainment opportunity in the, in the summertime. Uh, it'll allow, you know, families to be able to go out to the ballpark and see good quality collegiate baseball players playing at a very high level. You know, and also I think from a, an ECU standpoint, I think it's great for us to be able to bring other players in from other places. You know, since uh, the time that I was playing in these college leagues, uh, the rules have changed significantly. And uh, I remember when I was playing in some of these college leagues, if, if you wanted to transfer to a different school, you'd have to sit out for a year. But that's not the case anymore. Uh-huh. So, you know, we may be able to get some college students, that uh, college players that might come to, to Greenville, spend a summer here, and see how great of a, a city we have and the great uh, institution that we have at East Carolina University. and Maybe they might want to come and attend play baseball here. So yeah. I think it's a great all all around overall opportunity for us.
2: That's a great point. PJ Connolly joining us here on the show. Something else I saw cool, PJ, was the a little addendum there where it said that they would try to get at least two players that played Babe Ruth in Greenville. Is that right? Can you can you speak to that?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh we had uh been trying to bring a college team here for a while. And uh, there's been a little bit of, uh, you know, I think uh, tough discussions that we've had with the Babe Ruth League. And, you know, one of the first things that I had mentioned to our city staff was, let's make sure that we get the blessing of RB. (laughs) He is a staple, not only here in Greenville, but in the whole state of North Carolina. And we want to make sure that we protect what he has built, and the programs that he's built over the years, over the 51 years that he's been coaching over at J.H. Rose and, and his partnership with Babe Ruth. Uh, So we wanted to make sure that they would not uh, be impacted. And so I believe our staff had a good conversation with him and we'll continue to work with him to make sure that we are uh, taking care of the Babe Ruth League and not uh, kicking them off the field because that's not the intent. To bring another great amenity to our city.
2: PJ Connolly, Mayor of Greenville, joining us, talking about the potential arrival of a Coastal Plains uh, League team here to Greenville in uh, 2024. And PJ, kind of, these are things I'm thinking about. Maybe we're, we're far away from this, but. You know, when you're building a team from scratch, who is deciding on a name of the team? Uh, You know, a colorway, hats, logos, all that. Uh, We might be a little bit far away from that, but uh, once it is decided, who will uh, be coming up with those ideas?
6: You know, I think it'll probably be the capital broadcasting will probably take the lead on that. I'm hopeful that uh, through this letter of intent that we've signed with them to move forward and and come up with a way to bring the team here, I'm hopeful that they'll... uh, Ask for some of our feedback and yeah. be able to allow you know some of the the public and some of the people that are very familiar with our community to be able to weigh in on maybe a name and and, and other things that are pertaining to the the team itself.
2: Good stuff. PJ Connolly joining us here, mayor of Greenville, former a Pirate pitcher and uh, ECU baseball in town this weekend as they take on the Tulane Green Wave. So once again, uh, PJ, kind of what, what are the what's the next move in this to to make it closer to official? What are we uh, looking forward to here?
6: So our staff will work with uh, Capital Broadcasting and the league to be able to establish some of the needs that they're going to need to to do over at the uh, Guy Smith Stadium. You know, there's going to be some modifications that will probably have to be made. I think they've talked about moving out the foul poles a little bit um, to make it a little bit more conducive for for collegiate baseball. You know, the other thing is going to be making sure that we have adequate and out seating because if I remember right, I think they said about average is about 1,250 fans per game. Uh, throughout the, the league. So they want to make sure that there's adequate seating. You know, and everybody probably uh, will expect, like, some type of beer garden. Uh, that, that always provides uh, a good amount of revenue for the team. So they'll probably make some modifications to that. But our staff will be working hand-in-hand with uh, the league and with capital broadcasting to make sure that we get everything in line and we're hopeful that we'll see a collegiate team here next summer.
2: That's awesome. Uh, PJ, while I got you here, uh, I know you you still follow ECU baseball. I love talking to the former players like yourself to to put the blood, sweat, and tears in to see what it has built into today and uh, and it continues to grow out there in East Carolina in a slump right now, PJ, but overall having a great year and hoping to uh, keep that pristine home record uh, where it is when they take on Tulane this weekend. What do you think?
6: Yeah, you know every team goes through ups and downs. It's it's the peaks and valleys throughout the season, and you know it's it's good that we're uh, in a valley right now, in the middle of the season, as opposed to the end of the season. Yeah, to make sure that we're on the uprise. You know, Cliff has got an incredible program there. He's got a lot of talent on the team this year. Arguably, I would say that he's probably one of the most talented teams that uh, he's ever had. So um, I think that uh, expectations for the postseason are still high. Teams, teams go through this all the time. Uh, you know, it, it's better to, to get into this in the middle of the season, um, figure out what needs to be done, what adjustments need to be made, and then get in the hot streak as you're getting into the postseason. And hopefully we can send this team to Omaha.
2: PJ, uh, what else is going on in uh, the city of Greenville that folks need to know about?
6: Uh, a lot of great things that are going on. Of course, we've got. Uh, better weather now so people are getting outside you know we're making a lot of uh, improvements to our parks Uh, we've got a lot of concert series that are coming up uh, over the next several months and of course you know uh, our Wildwood Park over there that uh, we've been putting a lot of blood sweat and tears into uh, we will be having a grand opening I think on June 1st for the new playground the welcome center over there and then there's a new uh, BMX bike track that will be out that'll be opening up over there here pretty soon. So a lot of good things happening in the city. it's It's a busy time for us. We're welcoming a lot of different uh, events uh, into our area. Uh, you know of course, we're preparing for the uh, the college students. They're gonna be graduating here pretty soon, so everybody will be uh, thankful that the traffic will start to drive <laughs> <It's kind of laughs> a little bit easier to get from one end to the other end of, of Greenville Boulevard a little bit faster, but a lot of good things happening. Uh, real busy time for our city, and, and uh, I'm excited to
2: see our future. Awesome stuff. Mayor P.J. Connelly joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. P.J., we'll let you get back to work. Thanks for joining us. And uh, as we continue to get closer to uh, this becoming a reality with the Coastal Plains League, we'll, uh, we'll get you back on and talk more about it. But thank you for joining us today, P.J. All right,
6: no problem. Good talking to you, Clip. Take care.
2: P.J. Connolly, mayor of Greenville, former Pirate pitcher. First Pirate? pitcher to throw at clark LeClair stadium i believe uh so uh, we appreciate his time today on the program chandler honeycutt just stormed into the studio hey chandler
7: hey clip how you doing
2: good, good how are you happy
7: friday same to you what are you doing i'm coming in here i usually run the video side of things but we're having a little technical difficulty are we i don't know if you knew that or not i don't know if the people out there knew that or not but we are but uh <laughs> We have the best on the uh, on the scene, trying to fix everything. It's very frustrating, but uh, we're doing the best we can to get back and running on video side. Are of we doing on. the best we can? We're definitely not doing the worst we can. I can tell true. you that right now, that is true. I will give you that. We're giving it our all, and are we giving it our all? I believe we are. <laughs> okay, we have the best uh, in the. Is be- it the best? Wes Wes Hines is helping us out on that side of things, and. Uh, Hopefully, we can get back on Facebook and YouTube live by the end of uh, of the show today, by 6 o'clock. So I we pray, shall see. pray. I pray. If you are a praying man or can. woman, please
2: pray. Yeah. Let us pray. All right. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll talk to P-Mace, Patrick Mason. Get you ready for ECU and Tulane once again. They'll play tonight at 6 o'clock. They'll play tomorrow at 2.30. And they'll play another game after that game tomorrow at 2 30 it's a doubleheader scheduled for saturday at clark LeClaire stadium with this april weather that uh, we are used to around these parts we saw some april showers earlier that hopefully will bring some may flowers back with you on pirate radio live on a friday after this
1: You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to DrinkPirateWater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. You can take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water your next adventure is right around the corner for more information please visit ncparks.gov now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's your host clip rock
2: Uh, with you joining you i was gonna say are you joining us or we join we're joining each other sure on a friday shirley rhodes chandler honeycutt clip rock and joining us now on the pirate radio live line former male athlete of the year at his high school writes for the daily reflector online reflector.com he is patrick mason joining us ahead of east carolina and tulane going at it for three games this weekend at clark LeClaire stadium patrick how you doing today
8: Hey, Clip. What's
2: up? Happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday to you. Patrick, last week at this time, I was joined by someone, I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about how awesome ECU was at, at doubleheaders and their <laughs> amazing record. And that they just, they dominate doubleheaders, especially game two of doubleheaders. And then they went out and uh, just got absolutely worked in a doubleheader. Again, I don't remember who that was, but... Another doubleheader coming up this weekend, Patrick, uh, as East Carolina will play two on Saturday beginning at 2.30, game one tonight at 6 o'clock. But a, a similar spot as uh, to ECU was in last week, playing two on Saturday.
8: Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, whoever was giving you all that information, I don't know what he was talking about. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we can come back to that later. But, yeah, definitely another doubleheader. And it comes on a weekend where they are down a starting pitcher, you know, with Trey Savage um, not throwing tonight um and that's another uh, spot E C U will find itself in as well because i think if you remember i think it was the ucf series it was moved up to thursday and both uh, carter spivey and josh gross had to throw two days early um and they're gonna have to essentially do that again in a little bit um at least a day early so um yeah it'll be definitely something to watch and uh pitching will definitely be a, a big part of the series
2: So no game Sunday, no game Tuesday. East Carolina will play again after this weekend on Wednesday, Patrick, so we'll see what they do as far as game two on Saturday, who throws, but you do have a little bit of time, an extra day, maybe an extra couple days worked in there with, again, no Sunday game, no Tuesday game, which maybe helps you out a little bit with the predicament East Carolina's in without you, Savage.
8: Yeah, absolutely, and like, this team is just so wildly different from last year's team because aside from, like, the weekend starters, just three players have started again. game. Well, I guess four if you include the one start from Charlie Hodges. But basically it's Zach Root, Garrett Saylor, and Jake Hunter. Those are, like, the only yeah. three starters. They've kind of toyed around in the midweek. So probably see some sort of combination of all three of those guys again, almost like it's a midweek game in Game 2 on Saturday, I would imagine. Um, and I guess neither of them really – or I guess all three of them really didn't throw too many pitches against NC State. So that's probably what you're looking at for game two, that doubleheader. But, um, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting.
2: Yeah, and, and we're, we're speculating here, of course. But if you do go that route, and, again, they last pitched on Tuesday. They would throw Saturday evening, if it is those guys. And you put them on, like, I don't know, 40 pitches or so. Patrick, uh, restriction, something to that effect. You would think uh, they'd be able to go again on Wednesday, right?
8: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, that's definitely not unreasonable, especially just the way these guys have been stretched out. Because, I mean, if they're going going well in a game, I mean, we've seen these guys go into four or five innings. So um, it's not like they really can't do it. And like you said, if you can keep their pitch count down in the 30s or 40s, I think you can definitely bounce back, what is that, five days later. So it's definitely in play.
2: Alright, uh, got some pretty pretty good temps here, Patrick, and the Pirates are at home. You expect the Bats to be a little more productive than they were a week ago in Wichita?
8: Yeah, I, I definitely think so, and I think we saw signs of that on uh, Tuesday against NC State. Yeah. This team was still grinding. I know they did strike out 12 times, um, but I mean, they were definitely still grinding at-bats and, uh, you know, getting hits. And I think they had 10 hits, so yeah, I, I definitely expect the offense to show up and Yeah, they're they're 24-2 and at home, so for whatever that's worth. But, you know, they're going back home. They're comfortable. um, And, uh, yeah, I think we'll definitely see a good offense this weekend.
2: Uh, We talked to Corey Glore earlier in the show, play-by-play voice of the Tulane Green Wave. He kind of laid out the path as to why Tulane comes in with uh, the record they have and the struggles that they've had this year. Said the offense has been – waking up a little bit, and uh, bats have been been going. But I don't know. Any, what stands out to you, if anything, about this Tulane team coming to town, Patrick?
8: I just think they don't do particularly anything great. Like, some of their um, – I think their pitching numbers are, are kind of – they're looking okay. They're coming back a little bit. But, um, I mean, I, I just don't think that anything really pops off well. Like, they're going to have to play really clean to beat you. I think they're going to have to – you know, everyone's going to have to play well. I mean, just kind of looking at – at what they do, it's not like they can, uh, you know, just come out and get you on a weekend. I mean, I think they really have to to play well, and it's definitely not like Wichita State where they can hit, pitch really well. I think we're just going to see a, a little bit of a step down in competition, I would imagine.
2: Patrick, as a youth, uh, I'd usually have a baseball game, and then I'd go stay at my buddy's house, and me and him and his brother would all, all pick a different Brave, uh, a pick to click for the weekend. So let's take it back uh, to the pick-to-click days. Who uh, Who's your pick-to-click for East Carolina this weekend offensively? Who do you think has a good weekend? Who needs to have a good weekend for the Pirates?
8: You know, I'm I'm feeling a, a JC, a Jacob. Jackson.
2: That's exactly what I was thinking, Patrick. Interesting.
8: <laughs> yeah, just because he had some time off, and, you know, he comes back. He's on the road. It's just kind of a, a wonky weekend. Um, so I think him getting back home, having, you know, three games of some home baseball, some home in his own bed. I think he's going to be feeling a little bit better too. Um so yeah, I'm looking for him to really do some things.
2: I like it. I could see a, one of those long swooping JC swings uh with the ball lands over at the practice field area. Speaking of the practice field, Patrick Mike Houston uh and his staff scrambling a little bit because Nashad Strother announced today he would be entering the transfer portal. People losing their minds over that and uh But what does that mean for this team? Uh, You've still got uh, some time, I guess, Patrick. Uh, It's dwindling down a little bit as far as the window to announce you're transferring, but as far as adding an offensive lineman, you you think East Carolina has to go that route now with Strother leaving?
8: I I think so. I think they have to do that, but if I'm remembering correctly, I think Mike Houston wanted to go grab another one at some point anyway. Mm. Um, I think just... You know, I think that's just a, especially a position group. You just need depth. I mean, you just need a lot of bodies. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely a shock. I saw that today and I like, wow, because that was a, you know, returning starter who was, was really good. That's probably a position you didn't have to worry about, you know. So I think that's, yeah, another blow kind of late in the game here in the spring. But I, I think, yeah, you can go search for one and, and find something to add. Just, just to be safe. But, yeah, I mean, we were talking about this the other day, but we were talking about it in basketball terms. <laughs> right. I guess I, I didn't see a, I didn't see a football uh, move here of that caliber.
2: Yeah, I guess, uh, well, for football, is it for everything, Patrick, the deadline is the end of this month on Sunday? Like, if you make it through there, you feel pretty good about your rosters?
8: Yeah, I think that's how it goes. So, yeah, when it, it's just late in the game, it's, it's definitely a little, like I said, you got to scramble a little bit. Um, but I, I think ECU at least was was wanting to, to add depth to that, that group anyway.
2: Speaking of football, I uh, saw on com today proposed athletics building uh, to be named Isley Indoor Performance Center, and there is a rendering of it, an uh, indoor practice facility for football, and the Isley family uh, with that $5 million donation recently. So that's really cool, long overdue, and uh, would be nice to have, obviously, and uh, a need for Mike Houston and this football program. Uh, Another note today, Patrick, Kim McNeil contract extension, well-deserved after her team wins the AAC tournament and goes to the NCAA tournament. So Kim McNeil, speaking of recruiting, bringing in uh, more talent to add to her already talented roster, and she was awarded today with an extension through the 26-27 season.
8: Yeah, and I mean, really good for her. It was was definitely well-deserved. I think this year was uh, a very important year for, for this to happen. I mean, obviously, you know, you want to reward a coach of kind of, you know, bringing this program to where it is, um, reward her with some extra time and give her some more chance to, to fill out this vision. Um, because, you know, last year was the first winning year under her, um, and they really took a big step, and I think that's that's crucial for the program, just to, to kind of keep going in this, in this direction. You definitely need some stability at the top. I um, mean that's what they got today, and it's good to see because they really do have a exciting brand of basketball they play. Of just really playing some good defense, and I mean, plenty of teams can't figure it out. So when they keep adding these more, you know, younger players, I think the offense will come around, and they can really uh, take this pride to another level.
2: Patrick Mason joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live NFL Draft Night One in the books. Patrick, the Bears. Get a little help for Justin Fields, an offensive tackle, uh, Darnell Wright. What did you think of the Bears pick last night?
8: Yeah, actually, I really liked it. But When they were sitting at 9 and Jalen Carter was there, I was like, all right, let's go get him."
2: Yeah, the Bears screwed every other NFC team, especially NFC East teams, like the Commanders, by just giving the Eagles Jalen Carter. (laughs)
8: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's almost like they just let the Eagles make that decision for him. Because I mean, I think I was following the Bears in the whole off season there, you know, or after at least the combine. They're talking about, hey, you know, character issues with this guy, but he's also potentially the the best player in this draft. And I was like, hey, he's sitting here at nine. Let's go get him. But I don't know. I guess the more I learned about uh, Darnell Wright, the just terrific tackle, and um, I I mean, they they need everything, but if you can protect Justin Fields, I'm all for it.
2: Talking to Patrick Mason, joining us on the Pirate Radio live line. Patrick, uh, when do we hear a Pirate's name called? Will it be tonight in uh, rounds two or three, or do you think we wait till Saturday?
8: Um, So I, I was always a Saturday believer. Yeah. I think Keaton Mitchell might be the first. Um, but I guess the way – I don't know what the heck the Lions are doing, but when they drafted that running back, <laughs> round, I was like, what in the world? So – I mean, I don't know if any team like them values that draft capital up that high, but I guess if you start seeing some more running backs going, maybe Keaton flips in there. But um, I think we might see a few on Saturday, honestly. Mick Keaton, CJ, I think Holton, just because the quarterback position is so, uh, you know, sought after. Um, But my guess is probably Saturday.
2: Whoever gets Keaton Mitchell, they're going to have a fan base that does not know a lot about Keaton Mitchell because they don't know a ton about East Carolina, and they're going to turn on, they're going to YouTube the Keaton Mitchell highlights, and it's going to be their favorite draft pick. Like I could see that happening, you know?
8: Oh, yeah. Do you remember when, it was maybe a month or so ago, some XFL team or Canadian team or something drafted?
2: Oh, yeah, right, yeah.
8: Yeah. And I I remember just scrolling through on Twitter and all these people were like, who the heck's this? And then they all, you know, get to the highlights and they're like, holy crap, you know, he's not playing here, he's playing in the NFL. (laughs) I think a lot of people are going to be surprised when, you know, they say, who's who's this kid from ECU? And then, yeah, you're going to see him running all over the place. So I think any – fan base will be really excited to
2: get him. yeah i think he'll land on a lot of draft steals list on uh, monday when everybody gives drafts grades five years too early of when we should be grading drafts okay. but that's just uh the nature of the beast that's how it goes all right patrick good stuff man so i uh, will see you out at clark Leclaire stadium this weekend and i uh, also check back in with you here on pirate radio live coming up uh, next midweek so we'll uh, talk to you then man
8: Sounds good,
2: Cliff. We'll see you out there. Thanks, man. There is Patrick Mason joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here. Chandler, what you up to over there, buddy?
7: Nothing much. Just getting uh, some updates from west the Mass Hines. Um, So just trying to keep an eye on that as we continue to have some technical difficulties. But uh, the show must go on. Isn't that right? It's
2: going. It's going strong. Very strong would you like to add to it
7: sure i will um i'm actually going to join you in the studio all right we're
2: uh hour two we'll talk we'll recap the draft party from last night Mm -hmm. we'll talk about the panthers pick the other qbs things we were surprised about if any hashtag mark Lindsay.
7: if any at all for sure in terms of
2: and we got to get tony dunn's take on everything that went down last night yes when do the panthers pick again chandler do you know the answer to that question
7: as of right now it is the 39th pick uh so that should be that will be tonight. uh the 39th overall pick is the next pick for the panthers um you never know with scott fitter can he move up a few spots who knows maybe he'll sit at the 39th pick uh there were some discussions last night that he might would trade up into the first round again to get maybe a wide receiver or maybe a tight end or something like that uh or a defensive player like Nolan Smith uh who went to the Eagles we'll talk about the Eagles and their f- fantastic draft last night with Tony Dunn but uh right now the Panthers uh they are on the clock at the 39th overall pick so we'll see what they do at that pick tonight.
2: Enjoy talking to Patrick Mason on our flight by Yingling ECU report flight by yingling don't just uh, raise the glass raise the bar flight by yingling wherever beer is sold and you can find that it is the next generation of light beer right now we'll uh, take a look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck, buck before we head out of here for hour number one tonight tbs seven o'clock hurricanes islanders canes could not close out the islanders on tuesday night they'll try again tonight this time in new york when they face uh, the islanders also tonight the bruins trying to close out their series with the panthers they'll be on the road down in florida stars are at the wild and dallas can win that series with a road win and the seattle kraken can close out the avalanche tonight in seattle game six of that series going on on tnt at 10 o'clock nba playoffs the celtics uh beat the hawks last night to advance i love these eastern conference matchups they are not the matchups i thought we would see but i absolutely love them nick's heat gives me mid to late 90s vibes where they used to fight and jeff van gundy is hugging the ankle of alonzo morning
7: and larry johnson's out there i was
2: going to say wasn't that the
7: battle of two former hornets with larry johnson and alonzo morning yeah
2: they were both out yeah. there and uh, a lot of fighting a lot of bad low scoring offense but uh but very entertaining jimmy butler has turned into must see tv oh my Gosh, and i am a sucker i hate all new york teams i hate the giants i hate the yankees i hate the mets i really don't care about the jets at all but for whatever reason playoff basketball in madison square garden it hits me somewhere inside. And I I become not a fan, but I don't mind seeing the Knicks win. And it was back back in the nineties too, when they uh that team where they had Latrell Spreewell might have been ninety-nine. There was like a lockout season, but and they ended up playing in the championship as an eight seed. I think it was that team. But uh, something about the Knicks at home gets me uh, gets me jazzed up as a sports fan. So I love Knicks Heat. And then on the flip side of that, you've got two of the best teams uh, in the conference going at it. And probably the team that will represent the East in the championship, the Celtics and the Sixers, which should be a classic series. So i got that going on. Two games in the West tonight kings warriors that's been a fun series golden state looking to close it out tonight and lebron and the lakers can close out the grizzlies if uh, they can get a win tonight at home so those two games coming up tonight on espn so uh, and
7: on the espn app buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented, presented by Dubuck
2: all right let's take a break when we return we will talk to tony dunn chandler honeycutt get their thoughts on the panthers getting their guy and bryce young we'll also look at what else went on in the draft last night night one and see what lies ahead that and more on the way on pirate radio live back with you after this
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Christie's EuroPub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturdays and Sundays from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or Christie'sEuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today. Now, let's head back in to a PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Ross. All
2: right. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, alongside Tony Dunn, going to join us in just a moment as we talk NFL draft. Just a top-of-the-hour recap for you on things going on. East Carolina baseball playing against Tulane tonight at home. They will play a doubleheader on Saturday beginning at 2.30. Game two of the doubleheader coming up on Saturday will be 45 minutes after the conclusion of, of game one so there's your baseball update ecu women's basketball update kim mcneil has signed a contract extension through 2027 after she took her team to a an american championship and a trip to the ncaa tournament and football news nashad strother east carolina offensive lineman who was uh, penciled in to be a starter in 2023 has entered the dreaded transfer portal So there is your ECU update as we uh, kick off Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. More on those topics later on when we talk to Morgan Aylers coming up at 5 o'clock. All right, Chandler, Bryce Young, we knew he was going to be the guy. He was the guy. Mm -hmm. You make the pick. So how are you feeling on this Friday?
7: Feeling good. Feeling really good. If you're a Carolina Panthers fan, as we have one coming into the studio right now with Tony Dunn at the CTV panther podcast we have our quarterback tony dunn his name is bryce young
9: yeah we got our quarterback he's uh he's really good and uh he's um, i mean he's he's really he's really calm
2: is that your bryce young impression
9: yeah are you sure you're not doing Michael Jackson? No, he does really. He, said, he does he really does like sound that. like really, Michael Jackson. He's he just really blessed to be in Charlotte. He looked at his locker and he says, "Wow, this is really They're very spacious."
3: spacious. <laughs>
9: well, everything's
7: spacious to him. I know, <laughs> five two. No, but we're uh, we're very excited to have our quarterback as the uh, second time. Tony's not.
9: Yes, I
2: am. No, you're not. I yeah. listened to your uh, saw your podcast uh, show last night.
9: I was excited. I don't think you were. I was you, super excited. Want? No, I'm, I'm just happy. He wants Anthony want Richardson. Su- Rich- no, he wants Anthony Richardson. I wanted some violence.
7: Uh, <laughs> you wanted some drama. Well, I mean, hey,
9: it's like sometimes there's a little self uh, well first I would say this I gotta type. It turns out I gotta type. My two favorite players in football history are Julius Peppers and Cam Newton, and they're both six foot five Goliath athletes <laughs> that are just freaks of nature. Um and Bryce Young is the opposite of that. Anthony Richardson. Is that type, um, but there was you know, clip. I mean, we we're in a business in a certain sense, and it would have made for good radio just for that moment. I understand but I think that, this I think. will this will make for good radio over years to oh, come. Oh, we talked about that. Uh,
2: we actually said, "Are you willing to sacrifice <laughs> four years of bad football for right. one epic show, <laughs> which could have been last night?" Um, but and I, I listened to some other people you had on your show, Tony. I, I watched it back like three hours after right. the pick happened. But um, you had a, a Stroud fan, I believe. Who knows? There was a lot of people. The dude through. on the bottom left. <laughs> I can't remember. But you had people who... We're not necessarily 100% sold. Your co-host Cody was telling people, let's get on board. Let's go ahead and do it because it's going to happen, so you might as well. So uh, I don't know, Tony. How about what did the fans say? What's the approval rating of? No, I think it's very
9: high. And I I mentioned this in the show last night. Out of all the picks that could have been made, which there are only three, right? I mean, it was only uh, Young, Stroud, or Richardson that could have been a reasonable selection, number one out of all three when we wake up this morning or for me it felt like this afternoon after such a long night on the radio um this is the one that's the most unifying and the one that's going to have the least division if we would have if we would have gone with anthony richardson there would have been a strong contingent of people that you know were like i can't believe we put somebody in that hasn't had experience We've never had a quarterback that can do the typical quarterback things. And once again, we're going with athleticism over a guy who can step up to the line. You would have had a strong group of people who would have been anti-Anthony Richardson, as well as with Stroud. I think Stroud would have had the most to prove. I think this is the one. And for me, the only really reason I'm nervous about Bryce Young, it's not his size. It's just everybody's told me he's so phenomenal. Now my expectations are out of, the, out of this world. I almost the bar feel, is very high. Yeah, I yeah. feel bad that I'm almost putting too much pressure on the kid. But uh, I was sitting there. I messaged you late at night. I was like, what are the odds for winning the <laughs> NFC South, baby? Yeah. And let's get them before uh, they start changing them. People, I mean, they're, they haven't used these words generational talent because his size doesn't match that. But they have acted like he is one in the way he prepares and intellectually. And, I mean, he's just so perfect. He's so perfect, it is almost annoying. Does he start
2: for the Panthers in September? Yes. Does he start week one? He starts day one.
9: Hmm. All right. I mean, who else is going to start? Andy, Andy Dalton. Andy
7: Dalton, I guess, will just serve as that veteran backup yeah I mean I feel like he's gonna be
9: his assistant
7: that we've seen in Carolina before with a Derek Anderson type of player behind Cam Newton I mean I guess we could see that with Andy Dalton behind Bryce Young
2: well yeah Cam started day one and Cam went off in Arizona yeah yeah, 400 yards yards, one of his best passing games of his his career actually honestly I watched that game at the Armadillo Grill Armadillo Grill is that the B-dubs very yeah previously yeah yeah uh, Tony can I get on your show because I am still
9: a Matt Corral truther. Well you know what we should trade them to you I uh, will please do. yeah man like we'll do it for like a six. All right, deal. <laughs> Do we have to tell our? T- <laughs> All right, so you so contact tell Washington. Matt Washington. Yeah, uh, who's contacted the Panthers? Who's contacted Washington? <laughs> and, and,
7: and we're talking about Panthers right now, and we're breaking we're news. Talking, Somebody, here. jokes. Two talking. clubs just made a trade. Breaking an NFL news. trade. Breaking news. We're, we're talking <laughs> Crowell traded. We're talking about a quarterback that I think you wanted last year. Clip, but I like there is a quarterback that has kind of, and like I said, we're talking about it, the Panthers, but I'll I'll go to the Washington side right quick. You seem to have a quarterback that has uh, approached you, and you, you know kinda,
2: Tony. When you're watching the draft, you kind
7: of hope that you get a quarterback.
2: You see the these teams taking quarterbacks, and you yeah. start to get excited. And when Anthony Richardson got picked, me and a fellow Washington buddy looked at each other like, "That would be cool." Like, I'm a little nervous, but that would be really exciting if we had him. You have, yeah. you have those feelings, yeah? And then I said, "Well, there's another guy that's exciting out there."
9: But he's coming off an injury. Hendon Hooker. But I want Hendon Hooker. Mm. Oh, I had a guy come on this show. Yeah, man. I mean, it wouldn't be bad. And uh honestly, when do you guys pick in the second? Uh I think we have our normal second round pick, but I'll look
2: it up. I would one. rather have him, honestly, than Will
7: Levis. And what a drop that guy Oh was my had. gosh. You're what just going
9: a... off like potential at that point.
2: Excitability.
9: Yeah, yeah man. i I feel poor, poor Will Levis. Poor Will Levis has become the internet meme. He left it. He left Kansas City too. He fled in the middle of the night because he. No, what's he supposed to do? Sit around tonight? Yeah, I think you got to sit and just eat it down. That you, you know, you just got to go and and just wait because then you become a crowd favorite. Well, now he, there's a story out about his toe. Apparently, oh, his toe. That can't be why his feelings are hurt. That's what <laughs> it is. Did you see his mom? It looked. It was so weird. He looked like he was crying. His good-looking, good-looking mother was like holding him dear. It was not good.
2: We get that every year from uh, from one guy yeah, usually that, yeah. that sits too long. But he is available
9: and interested to see uh, what happens with him Let's, tonight. Just, just go back to the Matt Corral thing for a moment. Is uh, oddly, he's become. He didn't do himself any favors yesterday. He put out a post on Instagram or where, one of these social medias that then just gets shared to every social media and it was some sort of motivational quote and it was talking about how uh being in the wrong place uh can hold you back or something like this who and, put and that out Matt Corral. and so he's like trying to force his way out in a or saying he was you know i mean i guess and i mean i understand is he probably went to practice and they're like who are you dude and uh you know i mean I I just think it was interesting. It's not really good for his image, (laughs) and he took a lot of flack from (laughs) Panthers media. What uh, round did you pick him in, Tony? Do you remember? Third.
2: Which is not a, hey, you're going to come start, but it's like a, hey, we're going to invest a little the
9: bit the in you. The future
2: is yours. It's and now true. they've
9: yeah. kind of just kicked them to the curb. This is the problem, and this is why you probably shouldn't take a quarterback if you're Washington, honestly. You shouldn't take him in an Hooker. I, knew, I didn't think they should have taken Will Levis or whoever else they could have taken there because the odds are you're going to be changing coaching staffs at the end of the season anyway for you. And then you get a guy in there, who's not high enough to have been really committed to the future of your team. Right. And, you know, he's just not going to be able to fit. And that's the thing that happened is this doesn't really have to do with Matt Corral, and it does, is that unfortunately he had a an a, a untimely injury. The only way Matt Corral's career could have worked in Carolina is had last year he had not gotten injured and all those other guys got injured just like they did, and he stepped in there oh, and showed a lot of promise. If he was healthy last year, he plays in what four or five games. Yes, so, yes, yeah. and he comes and ball if he balls out a little bit and shows some promise and gets better then all of a
7: sudden, I mean, maybe... Are we choosing a quarterback in this draft, if that's the case? Right,
9: and are, are you getting a new coaching staff? Thank God, all of those things. You know Y'all know could
7: be in the same spot
2: Washington's in, where Sam Howell made a little bit of a debut, and yeah. they said, okay, let's ride Yeah, with it. So yeah. Would have been a similar scenario. All right, uh, Tony, by the way, Washington picks uh, 16th in the second round, their normal picks so 47th overall. Panthers will be taking uh their next pick at 39 so that's basically eight yeah second round so uh did you guys talk about it last night tony i I watched really
9: the first pick reaction but how about what you want moving forward in this draft yeah there's a well last night we ended up having to we ended up watching the entire draft plus more right i mean just because we unfortunately can't stop talking but uh there was a lot of rumors that that the Panthers could have been jumping back into the first round. And you really saw a very aggressive draft from a lot of teams. There was a lot of movement last night for this being a draft that I didn't really care about any of the players or really have there was really not a high profile draft. If yeah, you I think agree. about the names, like it's just not a lot of sexy names out there. But somehow it was still a very entertaining draft, and a lot of it was because of the small movements you gotta trade up like one people would move up one spot. Well, there was at least was two a, or three trades that yeah. were just one well, spot. Well the Texans and splash. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Nick Casario trying to save his job. Um so yeah, we we did speak a lot about that. And a lot of people were really interested in going after the and always J-S-S- JS J S the Njoku, the the Ohio State wide receiver. Yeah. J S N. JSN yeah. is what they I call, know what you're yeah. So a lot of people wanted to go after and that. Jigba, I believe. Yeah. It was. Uh, then, then like after he went, people were like, "Well, oh, could Zay flowers." Which I'm really glad the Panthers didn't move back up into this case. Is that I do like the idea of being aggressive and getting guys you really want and you believe in. Uh, but I do like the idea also of just letting some of this draft come to you. So yeah, <laughs> the the names that are on the board right now that people are talking about. W- number one, I think. Last night, people thought he was going in the first round. Was Michael Mayer? Um, Tied did, out of Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is he is a monster. He's one of those guys that can do it all. So that's an interesting name. The um, defensive what? end out of LSU, Ojo Ogilar, is the name on uh, on the list. And one person that fell uh, in that draft, or that a lot of people thought would have been a first round pick, is Joey Porter Jr i think yeah. it, like a porter so yeah so corner out of penn state long bit long corner professional uh, pedigree and imagine having two corners where dads were both ultimately well joey porter was a hall of famer right uh no,
2: no but hall
9: of really really good close yeah. so similar to joe horn yeah. You know, it's not say. Hall of Famer, but Hall of Famer for their team. But he, well, we we knew his name. Yeah. Like, we knew totally. who he was. He was great with the Steelers. Team. Um so, you know, and imagine having those two corners side by side. And I think that uh so the Panthers do have some question marks or um and I mean a lot of needs, but I I think those are the three positions people are looking at defensive end, uh cornerback and a tight end. And I was going to bring it up when
2: you mentioned Meyer. Is that his name? Yeah. Tight end. The only one tight end taken last night, the Georgia
9: tight end, is still out there as well. Yeah, the big, big giant guy. So I'm almost worried he's too big. Right. I don't know why, but it's just like one of those guys that you see that they just look even too big to play football. There used to be a couple offensive linemen that were like that back in the day that are no longer. It's not in fashion to be that big. In fact, the Panthers had one, and he's an actor now. You, you know him. He always plays the giant Hispanic mobster gangster Oh, you showed
2: dude. me this guy before. Yeah. I can't, yeah. yeah, and
9: I was trying to get him in a Where's That Cat Now uh, segment, and he would agree. I just didn't ever follow through enough with it. But it was like they're 6'9", and it, it's like, man, how do you even bend over, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it's like, He might be too big to get out of the three-point stance.
2: You mentioned the uh, Smith and Jigba pick, which was 20th. Then Which there's was, a run right there. Yeah, and so it reminded me of like fantasy football when a quarterback goes or a tight end or something. You're everybody like, oh, feels like they need to take
9: one. I forgot we had to take tight ends. Here well, we go.
2: Yeah, that's fantasy football. But these people making these picks are human, just like us. And it happens in the real draft. We had four straight wide receivers go off the board. So you have and these then there was w- yeah,
9: and there hadn't been one at all, and then they go. Right at the end, you know, clumped together. And
2: that's all. There was none before it and none after it, but there was a run on four in a row. I think
9: there was a run on cornerbacks, too. Yep,
2: you one had point. Uh, back-to-back corners taken okay. uh, with Washington taking Emmanuel Forbes. A hundred and sixty pounds of football player. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Tall and lanky. Did I
7: see a comparison picture of him and... And Bryce Young? No. Uh, <laughs> like Bryce Bull. Young? Um Manute Bowl. There was ball What it, are you Boll talking about?
9: Tallest man in basketball. He's like history. he's
7: six foot. There was a picture I saw between him and I want to say it was either ball ball or his dad.
2: He's very long
7: though. Very long, he's very got skinny. The
2: wingspan.
9: Uh, you know what I, I hear? I hear he deals with press man. He uh, has struggles with press press man coverage. Usually you hear that with. Usually you hear that with the wide receiver struggling the small wide receiver struggling with the corner uh, and I see, I see he's getting bullied by the tamir birds over there bullying him up all right i like this pick y'all why?
2: why because he has the he had the most pick sixes in football Ooh, that's a good great one. ball skills hawk um he is a willing tackler
9: I'm just, I'm repeating what people have said That's about awesome. It. A willing tackle he's at willing.
2: <laughs> He's willing, but not able.
9: <laughs> Wait until Anthony Richardson's barreling down the sights of that gun. Wait until it's him and Derrick Henry to get into to the inside. <laughs> <laughs> and he just olays them. And he's like, here you go, sir.
2: Uh, Washington did have some success taking a Mississippi State corner years ago. One of my all-time favorites, Fred Smoot, who I like just because he taught junk the entire yeah, time. Yeah,
9: until he got his career ruined
2: somebody on twitter said um i'm not even a panthers fan but i remember steve smith shutting up fred Smoot. yeah ruined
9: his career like ended his career that day i was like
2: yeah a lot of people shut him up but he kept talking anyway that was the rowboat game yeah i mean what
9: the good old those were some great celebrations right before they did the outlaw
2: which was the most hilarious outlaw that you can't go to the ground to celebrate and then they said you can't celebrate with your teammates Right, Remember that? <laughs> yeah. You can't do group celebrations. It was insane. <laughs> no fun league.
7: By the way, Tony, the guy you were talking about earlier, former offensive lineman turned actor, Matt Willing.
9: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Willing. Willing. What's he been in? Oh, he's been in a ton of stuff. I think he was in suns of NCIS. Anna, okay.
7: Uh, Go to his ear. He appeared as a gang member named Little Chino. On Showtime series Dexter. Dexter. Yeah, he's the guy uh-huh. that
9: Dexter killed with the chickens in the. Fir- remember in the fir- very first season, and he and he taped them to the to the table. And he oh, was, this guy
2: has been in a lot of stuff.
9: Yes, I'm telling. you, He is the go to guy for. So when did he play for the Panthers?
7: Or when was he? He was, was on the Panthers, Panthers Super Bowl 2005. Too. It was actually the latter part of his career because he actually started his career in like 1992 uh, as an offensive lineman in the league. Um let's see. He did Where the millers his, he started as a shield. jet in nineteen ninety two to nineteen ninety five. His final year was with the Rams in two thousand five. So. He's in the
2: uh Young Rock show that I've never seen. Um and he plays Andre the Giant in that show. So uh he has a very recognizable
9: face. He uh <coughs> remember in the Dexter episode, he's the the guy that killed him with the chi- he was in the chicken coop or whatever, but he's the guy he taped to the table and he broke out of the tape yeah. and and Dexter's like and he got to put him down again and then and they showed the scene again and he was just wrapped up like a million times oh Dexter good old show, Dexter first few seasons of yeah. Dexter good stuff
2: dude. really good let's take a break we'll come back more on the Panthers NFL draft and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Free Beer Friday we're back with you after this
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Do you need custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
2: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. One night of the draft in the books, night two coming up tonight. And hopefully we'll be hearing the name Keaton Mitchell soon and also uh, potentially some other Pirates, including whole Aylers. We're talking to Morgan Aylers in about 30 minutes and find out uh, what he's feeling right now. Interesting weekend for the Ehlers family. So we'll talk to Morgan coming up in hour number three. Also, Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop radio show. Shirley, let me know when you've got that audio. You ready to go? Tony, this is uh, Colts GM Chris Ballard. Did you hear his comments on the people who leak negative stories about draft prospects? No, no. So I guess he was going to go up them? He was gonna go up and talk about Anthony Richardson and everything, but first he had to get something off his chest apparently. So let's hear that from Colts GM Chris Ballard.
10: I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I kind of I get frustrated. Now I'm gonna go off on a sidebar here. All the almost said a bad word. All the crap that comes out about these kids, it's crap. Like it's bullshit. I'm sorry, but it's bull Like people that leak these stories, these negative stories on kids, I just don't I don't agree with it. It's bullshit. These guys work their ass off to get where they need to be and then all week you gotta read and stories and ask all and then they gotta answer questions on it. So anyway, not on Anthony, it's on some other kids in the draft that are good kids and I thought had to take a little bit of a beating that they shouldn't have had to take. All
2: right, the only thing I can think of this is about is Stroud's yeah. S2 test yeah. or whatever. I, mean, I I admittedly don't follow it as close, but I don't remember real negative stories coming oh, out not, about anybody else.
9: No, oh, no, I haven't heard anything negative about anybody else, um, but Stroud took a beating. In a couple of different uh, ways he had the, the
2: manning thing the, the manning, manning camp with brady quinn or something and yeah. then
9: the matt lombardi guy who is a houston guy was was also the one that started this on he's a radio host and he said that he had heard he said i there's one word i had i've heard about cj stroud and that he's just not easily coachable and it was just like that's like a sentence bro it's not that's a word a, way more than one yeah word. but he put out that And you hadn't heard of any of these things before that. So they all came in a storm in the last two weeks uh, heading to the draft. That was the first one. Then it went to some rumors about the S2 scores, then the Manning, and then the confirmation of the S2 scores. But, Clip, why is he the one stepping up to the plate and saying this? Tell me. Because he's the guy that was doing it. (laughs) And he was just upset Stroud didn't fall to them. He's he like, I tried so screen. hard <laughs> yes. to talk about this guy. Yes. My smokescreen didn't work. Yes. yes, and then the in Houston didn't bite. None of y'all listen to me tell you how bad this guy is. <laughs> I promise you. The <laughs> yes, that I put out. Yes. I can't do that. That's the. I'm telling you. That's, that's the team.
7: Yeah. All right. I like your. And opinion.
9: I've been saying that too. I didn't like before. I heard him come up to the plate and say that. I was like, Andy is hoping. Because I thought Indy was going to have to trade into three, to the three spot. Because if we pick a quarterback, then Houston picks a quarterback, and then someone jumps. Somebody else's, yeah. Yeah, and they're sitting there with Will Levis. So I think they wanted Stroud to fall to them. Interesting. (laughs)
7: Listening to that, I thought he was going to get a newspaper out and say that he was a man and that he was 40.
9: Yeah, Very Mike
7: Gundy-ish of him.
9: Uh,
2: And then he said this is not about Anthony, which is the quarterback they did draft. So why are we talking about it
9: then? Not us, but right. him. Yeah, because yeah. he had sour grapes. And yeah, they didn't get... I, I, all I, right, I'm on
2: your side now. It's true, dude. I see it's it. true.
9: But uh, they got the better. They got the quarterback, though. They got the most things. Ex- How awesome, man! I'm telling you, this is. I'm so rooting for this quarterback class clip for a couple of reasons. Number one, in the short term, we're gonna see our, maybe week one is Bryce Young versus. Uh, cj stroud we play both the texans and the colts this year Mm. so week one just like they did marcus Mariota and and james oh yeah that's right yeah so we can get that right here the other thing is i'm also able to root for cj stroud and anthony richardson because they're not in the nfc they're in a division i don't really have a lot of um you know care for in the afc And so here's the thing, what we want. One, I can now root for Anthony Richardson to be like Cam Newton on another team. And I can root for CJ Stroud to overcome some of these narratives. But if all three of these guys succeed in the long term, what we want in five or six years is to them all, their narratives to all be connected together to where we're talking them in the light of Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, these quarterbacks, or uh, or Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, the quarterbacks of the future. So the more that all of these succeed, the more that it helps kind of the, the Carolina Panthers to grow as a, a brand outside of just this small team that nobody outside of the Carolinas cares about.
7: And also, ever since that we drafted, ever since we drafted up to one from nine. I, not from everybody, but from a lot of people, we've heard. You know, why would there's nobody in this draft, especially in the quarterback category, that you don't draft up to one four?
9: Well, I sorry, mean, they there, feel there, that way, but I, I I don't feel like I have to prove anything to anybody but myself. I'm the biggest critic of myself.
7: But it, I want not only do I want Bryce Young to prove that he is the number one pick in this draft. I want the other quarterbacks in this draft to prove that this was a good draft class when it comes to quarterbacks. And I think that there's a chance for CJ Stroud in, in, a, in a in a franchise that's on the up uh, on the ups with a new uh coach uh and now a new quarterback in CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, who a lot of people had doubts with. Uh so I think I'm really rooting for this quarterback draft class to do well, especially for the our guy, Bryce Young, Especially when Washington
2: like, gets Hendon Hooker. Have you not heard his voice I,
7: it? No, it's I very like it's, it's it. very high pitched.
9: Oh, you can't hear this one. I'll find one. All right, keep going.
2: You mentioned that Titans-Bucks game. I remember um, week one, Mariota versus Winston. I watched that at Professor O'Cools. And I thought I remembered back-to-back turnovers to start the game. But I incorrectly remembered. The Titans went down the field and scored on the opening possession. And then what I was remembering was Jameis Winston throwing a pick six on his first NFL drive. He threw two pick sixes that day to really – stamp how his career was going to go as uh the titans beat the bucks that day 42 to 14 Jameis two pick sixes for the
7: bucks is that the last time that we've seen a number one and a number two pick start the season off against each other is that the last time i mean i mean last time i can recall that's the last time i can think of
2: who's the last team like before the texans last night to pick second and third in the nfl draft Say that again. Who's the last? So team? last night the Texans had picked two and three after the trades. Uh, who's the last team that was able to do that? Who's the last team that had two and three? Oh, I don't know. At Maybe. least that I can Browns? remember. The Dolphins. And why would I remember it? The Red. Because uh, it was your team. They picked LeVar Arrington and Chris Samuels, two and good players. Y'all, y'all traded up. I can't remember. I think we had that going into the draft. I don't think that was a draft night move. Hmm. If I can recall. Courtney Brown went number one to the Browns and then we got Lavar and Samuels. This but the is Texans and us to be able
3: to have a conversation off the camera. He he's a great dude and he gave me advice um you know just having
2: to getting that experience is invaluable to right. just sounds very young and
7: very very young.
2: almost nerdy. All right, <laughs>
9: A little nerdy. No,
7: he's he's very high pitched. I've always. It's just, it's just so. I, it, last night's the first time. Preserved. I've seen him. The last night is the first time I've seen him consistently talk. And I'm like, yeah, this guy doesn't. I can't shake him. I don't, don't want to say Patrick Mahomes ish, but yeah, like it's. You can't shake him. He's dude. got that distinct voice where everybody's going to kind of make fun of it as we've already started I'm not today. making
9: fun of it. I'm just saying it's just so. like It's like you get in the huddle. I was just wondering what it's going to be like. Imagine if Steve Smith was in that huddle, and he's like, all right, guys, we're going to – it's okay. We're down 27. We're going to be all right. It,
2: it all depends on if he can play. Yeah. Because oh, if he, Patrick Mahomes sucked,
9: we would pick on his voice every every week. But I think it's more the delivery of just how calm it is, that it's not the voice that well, That's what the, you want in yeah, the quarterback. Yeah,
7: yeah. But we've heard that he is the leader. I mean, we've heard, I mean, no matter what his voice sounds like. Did you see what he did to
9: Auburn with, what, 55 seconds left? That's why you drafted him. You drafted him, and I wonder if we're kind of in, and look, there are cycles when it comes to the NFL, when it comes to any sports of what you're looking for in trends. And the trends over the last few years have been these quarterbacks that, can win you the game with one minute left. They, Basically, the Tom Brady moment.
2: Allen and Mahomes just going back yeah. and forth and, in two minutes. Yeah,
9: and there's not even... It's like, oh, you used to think if you gave the ball back to somebody and you're up seven and it's under two minutes and they only have one timeout, you yeah. got this. And now it's 40 seconds for these guys. And that's, I think, what you are drafting him based on is this super intangible thing. And just like in the past... You know, maybe after Cam, you was like you were drafting people based on this crazy athleticism for a moment, and then there's like another time where whatever the next winning quarterback will be, that will be the next uh, archetype. So that's it. No, you're right. He's gonna be great. He's gonna be great. I think as long as he can just um, survive. And I don't. I don't know. I I really don't feel like it. Maybe for the first time, look with Cam, maybe being big can sometimes have a negative when we were talking a little bit about this on the show last time it's like one we never build an offensive line for cam we just said go out there and serve it you can do it by yourself cam always was just like i felt like he felt like he could do everything so instead of learning how to slide and do some different things and we also remember that really uh, iconic moment where he gets hit late out of bounds and he looks at the ref, and the ref goes, "You're not old enough for that call." Well, Bryce Young is so diminutive that, like, when he gets hit, it's going to be like the natural instinct, uh, like inclination, is going to be to throw roughing the, the pass. Uh, whether it is, a is or positive not, towards
7: our, that's a the, positive the, for us. The yeah.
2: father in that ref is going to come out and say, "Oh my goodness, oh, I know this child is that getting
9: hurt boy. on the field." <laughs> yeah,
7: and then he's going to hear him say, "Ow!" And, <laughs> and he's gonna you, say, oh my god, did
9: you get to watch the boxing match this past weekend clip? Um, I got to but I didn't. Oh, okay. I ahead.
2: didn't I wasn't aware that there was one. Oh, okay. I saw you know what Tony that's funny. I can't remember what I was watching. It was a sporting event of some kind, but I saw you tweeting about it and I was like, "What the hell is Tony talking about?" And then I
9: saw a couple others. I was like, "Oh, he's watching yeah. boxing." Okay. Yeah. And the uh, the Ryan Garcia guy, he uh has a great left, right? He's a lot a lot taller than the the tank tank fighter, what, Tank Davis? And um, every time his best punch, every time he threw it, he got lit up. But the Tank Davis guy was so small, so short, it felt like he had to throw the punch lower than he normally had to. So it's almost like, how are these defensive ends who are 6'5 going to hit this quarterback in this window that's this big? They're going to have to get low. Right? I mean, it's like it's, I could almost see him ducking and these giant men just going over him by accident because they're not now, You
7: saw that happen at Alabama. Yeah. You saw yeah. that happen several times. Now's
2: a good time to tell people that Tony is a short man and he is just trying to bolster in the rise of the short man, the short king. That short?
9: He's Steph Curry. I am the same size as him though. Bryce Young, ten.
2: Steph Curry, Jose Altuve, these these short guys yeah. being stars in their leagues. Tony says it's time for the short man to rise up. Demir Bird, one of my favorite players. Bird watching. He's back, baby. You know what's funny? I was watching a best of like mic dub thing and people reacting to it, like British people reacting to it on YouTube or whatever. And there was a catch in the back of the end zone by Demir Bird. And they were talking about how his ass is so small. Yeah. He was able, like, you know, that play against, oh, the Packers, yeah. against the
7: Packers. Against the Packers. Against. Against I the Packers. I think
9: I might have been at that
2: game. Ron Rivera was telling the ref that his butt was too small for it to be out of bounds. Yeah. He said, And it, it worked.
7: Against the Packers and against who? Josh Hawkins. Oh, jo- Josh Hawkins. Coach
2: Smith. What happened on that play?
7: His ass was just too small. (laughs)
9: Oh, Uh, but I'm the jerk.
7: (laughs) Who said you were a jerk?
9: You were, when I came in and I made the Bryce Young voice, you were like, oh, God, look at this.
7: No, no. I no, no. I, hey, why are you so sensitive, no, Tony? Tony, I noticed that last night. I remember when I, it was uh, – I didn't know whose voice you were doing. <laughs> Again, I thought you were doing Michael Jackson. I was. He. <laughs> he <laughs> No, but uh, no, I, I knew exactly who you were talking about because I noticed that last night with his voice. I was like, man, but you brought, you brought up some of his – I think you brought up the Auburn game, some of his, like, clutch – in, you know, in the clutch moments. Yeah, I remember being in this studio when they played Texas, and you remember that. Oh, you, yeah. you remember the, the the. I mean, he he drove him down the field and won that ball game for for the tie that day. I mean, he's got a uh, he's got some clutch genes in him. I, I was just
2: about to say, have scientists finally found that clutch gene, and they know that Bryce so. Young has it. You them?
9: know, I heard this one a commentator a couple months ago. He came on WFNZ in Charlotte, and he said. And he was talking about that Auburn game. He said, you're down seven points or whatever it is. There's 40 seconds left. You're on the five-yard line. And he walks up, and he's smiling. He's like, and he said, what kind of psychopath is smiling in this moment? And that was when I was like, oh, man. Like, it's like you can't, the pressure, it's not pressure to him. It's like this, and he said this in an interview once. He said a lot of people see see this as pressure, he said, this is what I dreamed of as a kid. He wants to be in that position. Like, I mean, and how many times are you like uh, playing basketball by yourself in the driveway and you're like, three, three, two, seconds left one, for, you know, or, or two outs. You remember Josh
2: Allen had his freak out in the playoffs? Oh, that, yeah. That,
9: where he looked like he had done meth. In yeah. <laughs>
2: and I and, and I, don't I was worried about him that night. If moment. it has anything to do with anything. And we've seen Alabama quarterbacks fail. We've seen Ohio State quarterbacks fail. But it does have to feel good knowing that he's been in crowds louder probably than he's going to face like week one in the NFL There's, in those SEC environments.
9: You know, a guy came out, my buddy Jake Cryer, he's from England. He's all over the world. He's He's been on nine of our watch-alongs. And this poor guy has had to stay up to like six in the morning sometimes doing this. And he said – when we were talking about the desire for an Anthony Richardson, this was before the pick was made. He said, we've, we've been accustomed to cheering for, if you, if you made a parallel to golf, the guy who can drive the ball 400 yards, but can't putt. Right. Mm -hmm. And now we get a guy who doesn't have the long ball, but the short game is his asset. And I think that that's, there's something exciting about that game. Oh, I know. Well done. Um, (laughs) If pun intended, right? Yeah. the the other thing is is that we know this is why people, this is what makes people great is overcoming the pressure. All of these guys generally can do all of these things, right? Everybody in the NFL is a phenomenal athlete. It's the the difference is are they good at winning? are they good at football, like you said. And for somebody, I like to bowl every. I used to bowl when I, a little bit when I was in college. And I feel like I was a decent bowler until it mattered. And then it would be like, <laughs> uh, we need you to pick up this spare. Yeah, and it's just like crushed.
2: <laughs> well, you also need a guy that loves football and wants to play football. And I was going over some of my most excited draft picks Washington made at the time of the draft. And one of them was Michael Westbrook. And I got a jersey and wanted it. And it turned out he didn't love football. Like he said as much after his career, like. Yeah, I was a great athlete, but I didn't love doing that. Like it, I just kind of did it. So you, you want to have a guy that that has the tools, but also loves it. And it sounds like Bryce Young is that guy. It's
9: insane. They were asking in the press conference yesterday, uh, Frank Frank Wright, when they kind of knew that they thought this was the guy they were going to pick. When they and he goes this, he said we were at dinner. And we we asked him a question, and it was the t- the question was so thorough and detailed, and the next level answer. And then somebody goes, "Do you guys remember what the question was?" And he said, "Yeah, I think it was uh, their how their week of preparation work went." And he said he started with Sunday. And f- 10 minutes later, he was talking about Tuesday. <laughs> and it was just like, you could see even Frank Wright were like, good God, this guy's... Uh, we're right going to be... Uh, this is enough. You're t- we got it. Well, we got I, I can
2: it. hear it in your voice sometimes. Like, you feel like he's too good. Like, a goody two-shoes. Like, almost.
9: It's. it's <laughs> like, I think it's more of a jealousy thing for me. It's just like, I just he reminds well, me of how
2: average I am. This is know? how I would feel if he was my... I'd feel like it was too good to be true. Right. Is there any right? of that? Like, you're worried that... All right, something's got to go wrong. Everything's
9: too perfect right now. It's the old uh, Deshaun Watson's a good guy. Exactly. Something went wrong there. This one is just more annoying. It's like is you're so smart and perfect.
2: Well, don't worry, Tony. He'll throw two picks in a game, and you'll have plenty
9: of time to talk about how he's not perfect. No, he's going to be perfect. <laughs> he's going to be perfect. Okay. I did ask this question last week, is that if his if this is such a positive, his like unshakableness – if that is a thing, and that calm demeanor, at what point does that, you know, if you're a Panther fan, when do you turn on that? You know, is that the thing, that's the reason you like them. But if you're in year two, you know, you've started out 0-6. He's had two bad games in a row, and he's just like, right, you know, we're just going to go out there and keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, People you're gonna will be turn. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be very annoying. You said yeah. it earlier. It's all about winning on the football field. There's is- a lot
2: of roughing fans when uh, – love them up, love the guys. And then when they lose a few games, it's like – you got to quit hugging these guys and be
9: mean. Like, yeah. you know, people turn on stuff quick. Winning does uh, yeah. solve everything.
7: Something I thought you gotta about. You got to take a break. Uh, Chandler, go ahead with your point. And we'll I was, was going to say something I thought about this morning. I wanted to bring it up with you, whether it was on this show or maybe outside of this show, maybe you know somewhere. Well, here bring in town. it up.
2: Well, I was going to no, say. No, I say save it for when y'all are off there.
7: No, I want to talk about it right now. But <laughs> okay. something that was very refreshing for me that I heard, what, a day or two before the draft. Is that there was a consensus on the pick? Because I yeah. feel like in the past, wasn't there a lot of headbutting? With David Tepper, Matt Rule, yeah, maybe oh, Scott Fitter, yeah.
2: we talked about that. There was a Justin cons- Fields, you know, right. you
7: know, There was a lot of, There was a consensus. They knew everybody was on the same page. How can you a not day love him? Before he's so adorable, <laughs> and it sounds so cute, right?
9: He's adorable.
2: It's so different than Cam. Although Cam, His Tony treated opposite. Cam like a baby, but he was a big giant baby. Yeah, this guy's really is like. What if i to be so Tony's adorable baby? One? Or what
9: if I'm so hard on him? And I'm like, leave Cam alone. <laughs> Bryce Young.
7: <laughs> Look, he's our little number one pick. Oh, yeah, it's so sweet. Oh, it's if, gross. If we have time, though, I want to get Tony's uh, most exciting or most. Uh, I want to get his. Think
2: uh, about it during the break. Panthers, you are most excited about on draft night drafting. Not after the fact, but like as the picks being made, you're like, boom. So okay. think about that. All think right. about a list. All right, we'll be back after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your phone or you can go online at pr927fm.com now let's head back in to prl here's clip
2: back with you pirate radio live tony a few more minutes to go with you chandler honeycutt here talked about it yesterday i named my most excited players i uh, i was excited about on draft night for washington over the years number one was robert griffin iii that worked out for one season and one season only Number two, LeVar Arrington, who...
9: Semi-worked out. Yeah, but not like we thought it was. He See, was supposed to be Lawrence Taylor. That's where um, the expectations, yeah. you build in the expectations. Not that he's a bad football player. It's just you wanted him to be more than he... I wanted him to be a legend. And he was... Like the greatest college football player, Yeah,
2: those highlights of jumping over the pile, stopping I mean, guys. He was Lawrence, the LeVar leap. Yeah, he was that. supposed
9: to be Lawrence Taylor. So
2: Chandler, your favorite, uh, most excited for you was Cam Newton. You said, and that certainly worked out. MVP took him to a Super Bowl. Didn't yeah. did, didn't die on the fumble.
7: No, no. Yeah, well, well, but that was the the first year. I remember watching. I I, I observed. I would say that 2010 season, two two and fourteen. Jimmy Claus and Matt Moore. And then I remember that next year, all right, I'm going to be a Carolina Panthers fan. I'm going to be emotionally invested in this team. And that's because I knew we had the number one pick. I knew we were going to get Cam Newton. So I was was very excited about that pick, and it was very fun to watch that guy play. I
9: hope that Bryce Young has that effect. And I don't know... uh, I don't know if he would with young children as much as like a cam with those super highlights and the things that we're... Yeah. Imagine being a middle schooler and watching that. I hope that they do have that. I hope they're not just looking at him eye to eye and uh, going, I can be this guy right now. i trying to
2: remember Bryce Young threw a touchdown in a game. Maybe SEC, it was a big game, and he did a celebration, and I remember Nick Saban looked at him like, don't do that again. <laughs> so he might do some stuff, you know, to get the fans involved he and reminds
9: things. me of the kid in that commercial with cam newton <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
2: my arm loose. all right so sounds like bryce young
9: <laughs> who are your uh, most excited draft night panthers tony um you know it's i was telling you this earlier is the funny thing about it is i usually get mad about the pick that they make which is i uh, weird as being such a fan Um uh, and and the funny part about it is the person that I was most excited about is I've been like the most meh on for a long Fenella. time. Yeah, and that is Shaq Thompson. And the reason at the moment, while I was super excited, you know, Shaq Thompson's the last player that I bought his jersey before he played a snap. There's two players I've done this. I got a, I got a Cam Newton jersey before he played a single snap, and I got a Shaq Thompson jersey before he played a single snap. The Cam Newton one worked out. The Shaq Thompson, thank God I bought it from China. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, is that, uh, you know, what I had seen is some lessons by that point. By 2015, I saw what we did when we drafted Luke Keekley in 2012, and we were kind of like, oh, we've got linebackers. So we had in 20, 2013, 2014. John Beeson. Yeah, but we had at uh, that point you had Luke Geekly and Thomas Davis playing out of their mind at that. And you were like, Oh, is this redundant? Well, that 2012 year had reminded me, Hey, like this is a way to continue to keep this adding horses to the stable. Thomas
2: Davis was on like his eighth new leg. yeah, And you're like,
9: Oh, he's got to be at the back end. And he just kept playing and playing great. And then the other thing too, is when he was, you're listening to the people talk about the draft and what they were telling you about how great he was, it was his versatility and, and he was sold at that moment, very similar to a player like Isaiah Simmons that came out of Clemson a couple of years is that a guy who could play safety, linebacker, and has just got so much insane side-to-side speed and athleticism. Return punts. I'd forgotten about that So y'all mentioned that in the break. Yeah, he was a punt return, a kickoff returner, like a running back. He played both sides of the ball in college where you don't do that anymore. I mean, it was just – and I thought this guy – they talked about him being a player that's going to change the way defenses were played. And honestly, in his first season, which was his best season, his rookie year – until maybe the last couple of years he was playing that buffalo nickel spot a little little jeremy chinish mm-hmm. at the time a moment and um and then he didn't he's just been he you know he's been on the team for a long time he's been time. fine yeah just been okay right. yeah but i usually get mad about the picks clip. can we turn the question to you Well, we've got about a minute or two what is the what's the player that you've been most upset when they drafted them
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would have to think about that. Uh, who did I not want that Washington took?
9: Like all of the receivers they've taken? And oh, I was uh, going to say Duff, last
2: year. Since then. Yeah, I didn't want um, – that's a good one, John, Do- because we Oh, have and had, he actually was pretty good. He was good. We have had such a bad run of first-round receivers that I did not want a receiver. And it wasn't about
9: him, though. That was more about the team and my and the history. The history. Yeah. And last question related to the commanders. Uh, they Chandler, they say that Montez Sweat and also Chase Young potentially could be traded.
2: Who's saying that?
9: The internet. Ain't nobody saying that. Well, that they're not going to pick up the fifth-year option, maybe? But well, they're, they're not, gonna, not picking they up the option it. on Chase Young. Right? right? Yeah. So, But they said they wanted two first-round picks for him. Which I think is a little rich for a guy who's only played one season. Yeah. Uh, The
2: jury is definitely still out on Chase Young. And you could
9: have picked two instead that year? Joe Burrow. Was it?
2: Yeah.
9: You picked Chase Young over Joe Burrow? I thought Joe Burrow was the number one pick.
2: Oh, that's right. We could have tanked for Burrow. We could have picked Justin Herbert. Oh yeah, Uh, that's not Burrow. (laughs) Burrow, we could have lost enough to get. That's right, and we could have gotten Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean Herbert was there. Yeah, Yeah.
9: all right.
2: Which, uh, if I could do it right now, I would take Herbert. Yeah, totally. One hundred. I mean, easy. I remember asking people that during the season when Chase Young was actually playing well, and more Washington fans said they'd rather have Young than Herbert.
9: See, this is, and this shows you is that. It doesn't matter if you have a a game-changing defensive end. You can have Von Miller. You can have anybody. But if you don't have a quarterback, it really – so it's just better to – it feels like a safe move to just pick a great defensive end that has a likelihood of playing well. But even they have a a a chance of not – of suffering injury yeah i know there's a risk of but it's just where are you going to be at five years later if you if you get that defensive end and you don't find the quarterback you're going to be right in the same spot so it almost uh, we can't just be afraid of what the browns did for so long
2: i think at that time we had haskins going into year two maybe yeah. and they thought that they might have had something with him and obviously we didn't yeah. so Tony, uh, what's going
9: on stream-wise for you guys uh, All right, So the, the draft? The draft continues on tonight at 7 p.m. The second round of the draft kicks off. We'll be holding the Friday free-for-all. I'm hosting it this week, and we'll be doing a watch-along for round two. We'd love to have people come on out. Come, go to carolinacatchronicles.com. We've got a lot of cool stories coming out. And one thing we didn't talk about today, we'll have to queue it up for next week, is Brian Burns with the late-season oh, yeah. surgery. About 5% left on this article I'm working on. But Cam Newton off that 2014 year, a late offseason surgery that they said the timeline for return was training camp. Brian Burns is our biggest star. We need him in this transition to a 3 4 defense. So that's a real big storyline that's kind of gone under the radar. You can find all of that at CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Tuesday night, the C 3 Panthers podcast. Uh, join the longest running panthers podcast this community man you're not listening to me talk you're just part of the conversation
2: saw the numbers last night y'all uh, are doing awesome so yeah, keep up the good it, work yeah, thank you very much all right see you tony enjoyed it we will take a break come back hour three we'll talk to morgan Aylers, the Aylers family preparing to send a player to the nfl we'll talk about what morgan's feeling right now heading into this weekend amr green Hills golf shop radio show also free beer friday we've got some bud light apple slices uh, seltzer variety pack for you and the bojangles hard sweet tea available as well for lucky caller number 12 later on in hour three back with you after this
5: Facebook. Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bell's Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
2: Back with you, Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. I'm excited for you but only one of you out there listening right now that's going to pick up our free Beer Friday prize pack which includes a 12 pack of the Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices Variety Pack so you can have that to go with your four tall boys of bojangles hard sweet tea that's a hell of a prize pack yes sir and it's coming your way later on in hour number three uh just to recap top of the hour a couple of news and notes ecu baseball no game on sunday so they're going to play tonight at six o'clock they're going to play a doubleheader starting at 230 on saturday game three of the series will be 45 minutes after the conclusion of the first game tomorrow Uh, So that is the baseball update for you. Baseball tonight and a doubleheader Saturday. Were you going to add something?
7: I was just going to say, and tonight it will be Carter Spivey going on the mound for ECU. Tomorrow at 2.30, it will be Treya Savage, and I believe it is still a uh, TBD um, for the third game of the series. All right, uh, basketball-wise,
2: we have women's news as Kim McNeil has been extended through the 2027 season for her efforts on getting the Pirates a conference championship and to the big dance.
7: I think I said Treya Savage. I meant Josh Groves for tomorrow. Treya
2: Savage not throwing this weekend. Not going this weekend. Carter Spivey tonight and Josh Groves going game one on Saturday. Um, and some football news, shot Strother, mm will not be on the offensive line for east carolina in 2023 he has entered the transfer portal he announced today so there is your ecu news and notes here hour three of the show we go out to the pirate radio live line and talk to morgan ayler's voice at dowdy ficklin stadium and mengees coliseum joining us morgan how you doing man
0: i'm doing fantastic guys i hope you are
2: I am thank you and uh, looking forward to night two of the NFL draft and looking forward to hearing Keaton Mitchell's name perhaps hearing the name of holton ayler's being called and who knows some other pirates but either way uh, there will be a handful of Pirates joining NFL teams by the time this weekend is over Morgan what is what's that feeling like for you right now as a father uh, hoping to hear your son's name called but knowing that there are a lot of teams that are going to be uh, trying to contact him this weekend
0: it's honestly, it's kind of surreal a little bit, but, uh, you know, tomorrow will be a big day one way or the other. Uh, you're looking at it that there's a chance you can get drafted. There's a chance that you go as a preferred free agent to a team and, you know, whatever is the best situation for him and, uh, you know, gives him an opportunity to go show himself. And that's really all he, all he's asking for what he wants. And I think he's going to get that, uh, a chance to go try to make a team and, and live every guy that plays college football's dream and try to play in the nfl so that's
2: pretty cool yeah and um how is, how is he handling it right now morgan i, I just sent him a uh, good luck text yesterday and we're going to try to talk to him after he finds a landing spot but he, he's you know worked kind of for this moment uh and i don't know is it nerves is it excitement uh what's your what's the latest on holton
0: I think he's he's very excited. I think there's you know the anticipation of it, whether it's nerves if you want to call it that, or just the excitement and the anticipation of something that again you've watched your whole life, and it, you know there's a possibility that you might hear your name called, or again the preferred free agent route, whatever it is, uh, is really exciting. You know he's done everything that he can uh, to be ready for this position.
2: You going to be around him this weekend, uh, Morgan? Is uh, uh, yeah. when he gets we're, that call.
0: We're going to get we're going to get together tomorrow and, and watch the draft and just see what happens. But you know he's he had a great finish to the, the college season last year with the last couple of games at the bowl game. He had a, a great All Star uh, two weeks with the Hula Bowl and the NFL PA Bowl, and then. Uh, you know the training that he did down in with QB Country in Mobile, Alabama, for a month, and then back and forth from Charlotte, working with QB Country there. Uh, really, just uh, he, he's probably playing the best football and throwing the ball as good as he's ever thrown. And now that you know he's been able to focus solely on that, I think the sky's the limit.
2: Yeah, no doubt about that. He has risen. It's am- I've talked about it. It's amazing how much he has. His stock has risen even since the last game he played in the bowl game. Against Coastal Carolina with everything he's done since then. Uh, We taught Marcus Crandall and I talked to Kerry Joseph, the assistant quarterbacks coach for the Seattle Seahawks, and asked him about Holden Ayers. Does he know the name? And he says um, he does. And he is on a list that he has been given by the front office of guys to watch tape on which tell and and you know morgan he's probably on everybody's list but it tells me that hey there's a chance by the end of this weekend we could be bringing this guy in so we want you to be familiar with him so i don't know i found that to be pretty interesting that whole nailers is uh is on a, a list like that and teams are uh starting to to give a look at him just in case these coaches are starting to get a look at him just in case he's added to the roster this weekend
0: well i i think there's uh, been a lot of talk with Holton and, and through his agent, Bill Johnson, and uh, Matthew Pope at uh, Apex Sports. And, uh, you know, those guys have done a great job. And, you know, they represent uh, three Pirates right now going into the draft with Holton, CJ, and Ryan Jones. Uh, you know, so it's a busy time of year for them, but they've also been, been very good at, uh, you know, showing what kind of expectations are there and what to expect and what to do and, and really – you know guiding through this process which is new it's it's new to everybody every year that they go through it so they do such a great job with that and uh you know it's gonna be interesting i mean he's had a lot of contacts with teams in the last uh in the last 10 days that have called and talked to him and reached out and um, we'll see you know, the draft's a funny thing i mean you know, Mel Kuyper was about to, you know, blow a gasket last night. The fact that Will Levis didn't get drafted in the first <laughs> round and he had him in the top four every break. Bless his heart, he just wants to be proved that he's the smartest guy in the world. But um, you know, every break, I can't believe he's still there. Well, the teams, you know, they have other ideas. Yeah, you need. And, you know, you just never know. It's just a, it's a it's a screwy thing. I don't care if it's the NFL draft, Major League Baseball draft, or the Little League draft. There's always things to throw a monkey wrench into and everything. And, um uh, you know, it's, that's what makes it so fun to watch.
3: Morgan,
2: uh, there's going to be a fan base out there. Some of these NFL cities, these big cities that they don't really follow college football that much. Uh, they don't know much about East Carolina. But the team that gets Keaton Mitchell, they're going to have a large percentage of their fan base. First, probably say, okay, who's this guy? Then they're going to look at his YouTube and be like, holy cow, how do we get this guy? This guy, yeah. There's going to be a lot of new Keaton Mitchell fans, I think. Uh, after after his name pops up Morgan when they see what he did on the field
0: yeah you know Keaton is one of those uh, rare breed players in my opinion that is fast enough to, to really open some eyes and you know we've seen it now for you know several years at East Carolina what he's capable of doing he's just got to go out there and uh, you know again give, get the opportunity to do it and you know, he's had some great visits and uh, he's you're going to hear his name called. If it's not tonight, it'll it'll definitely be tomorrow, I think. And uh, whoever gets him, you know, I just wish Keaton the best and wish all our guys the best. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch him because I'm a, he's going to break one some sooner or later. He's going Just go wow, look at him run right down the field. He's going to do a Chris Johnson is just leave people behind. And um, you know, wish the best for him and all our guys.
2: Man, I remember uh, wondering, you know, will will Chris Johnson's game translate to the NFL and I don't know if it was the first preseason game or the. It was. It might have been the first preseason game. He ripped off like a seventy-six yard run. It was like, okay, yeah, he's got a spot, and I could see. Keaton certainly doing something like that as well. Morgan Ayler's joining us on the Pirate Radio live line. Morgan, didn't talk to you last week. I believe we did talk about Bobby Pettiford transferring in. I know I haven't asked you about Cam Hayes yet, uh, formerly of NC State and LSU. But, man, uh, Mike Schwartz continuing to get people fired up for basketball in the month of April, and I hope that translates into – ticket sales and excitement and then fans buying in investing into ecu basketball but if you're going to lose javon small he's done about as good as you can to replace uh, the guard position and, and bringing in hayes pettiford and the, the kids from high school
0: yeah i think they've done a really good job recruiting and hopefully those guys will come in here and and show their experience that they've had at playing at the major college level and and, and come in and give what East Carolina needs. We need a spark offensively at times. You know, there's been times that we just, you know, toward the end, you lose Javon Small last year. He doesn't finish the season. Uh, he's on the injury reserve bucket list or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, we just didn't have that outside shooting capability. Both of these guys ha- have that ability, have the ability to go out there and drain the three. And I think that uh, some of the freshmen they've got coming in going to get an uh, avid spark. I think they've got three or four guys coming in. Couple bigs, couple you know, six six, and then they've got the point guard. Hopefully, one or two of those guys will, will come in and make an impact too. And now you got to keep what you got on the roster because I mean, uh, everybody's looking for players, and you know how this game's played, Clip. You got, uh The college coaches can't talk to a college player, but guess who can? a AAU coach, yeah, or their high school coach, and you just never know what you know what's transpiring with that. So. I think, you know, you've talked to Coach Houston, you've talked to Coach Schwartz and all the coaches about it. It's a matter of you got to go out and recruit players to bring into your program, but you've also got to recruit your players to stay in your program. Yeah. And uh, hopefully that will be the case as well. And uh, I think basketball is a, is on the upswing here, and hopefully uh, next season will just take another big step
2: forward. Well, that's positive portal news. Negative porting, portal news today for ECU is Nashad Strother entering the portal and uh, we've seen him start he was going to be a key cog in that offensive line and Morgan don't exactly know um, what went on legally or illegally to get him out of East Carolina but their tampering is illegal in professional sports and I've seen penalties handed down for that but I guess it's illegal in college sports too the problem is there's no uh, patrol there's no like highway patrol out there looking for it right
0: yeah, uh, I don't know with with Nishad, you know, again, he's graduated. And he's got two years. You know, he's going to be working on his master's degree. And, um, you know, whether he – you know, where he ends up, who knows. There's been some talk about going to a school with some, you know, contact from another coach. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, you know, whether that happened or not happened, that's uh, – that's
2: uh, all rumors, but, I mean, you just – yeah, yeah the stuff happens.
0: Yeah, and, if, but if a player calls a coach, and I'm just going to say this: if a player calls a coach and say, "Yeah, I'm going to enter the portal," the coach is probably going to sit here and tell him, well, "I can't talk to you until you officially enter the portal."
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, don't call me until then. But again, you've got high school coaches, you've got friends, you've got
2: the middlemen in yeah.
0: contact with different players and different things, and you know it happens. I'm telling you, I know firsthand, it happens. <laughs>
2: uh morgan ayler's joining us pirate radio live line here on a friday edition of pirate radio live got pirate baseball tonight morgan as they take on tulane trying to get off the schneid they've been awesome at home i expect them to bounce back in a big way this weekend they play tonight at six double header 230 uh, also uh on saturday uh, also the equipment sale going on this weekend so there'll be a lot of folks around in the area uh with some of those events in line with the spring game that were unable to go on due to weather so you got that going on this weekend so a lot going on around here how about you morgan what are you up to on this weekend
0: uh tonight's an off night i, I block kind of blocked this weekend out yeah. because of the draft and things going on so we're gonna get together tomorrow and just watch the draft and um uh, a little small little gathering and just see what happens with that but tonight i'm getting ready to go uh, out on a date night and draft tomorrow and sunday you know i don't know
2: <laughs> a lot of draft a lot of, a lot of football wwe drafts going on tonight morgan maybe uh Maybe one of your other sons will get his name called in the WWE draft tonight.
0: Yeah, Peyton and Griffin are going to go. They're going to try out. They're going to be called the Ginger Raffes. The Ginger Raffes,
2: the newest tag team champions on SmackDown. Morgan, enjoyed it, man. Have a good weekend. Uh, uh, I know it's going to be a success for your family and uh, happy for you all, man. So have fun, enjoy it, and we'll talk to you again soon.
0: Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate all the support as always, guys. We'll talk to you next week. There is a DJ
2: Captain Morgan, aka Morgan Aylers, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Uh, we'll hope to get Holton's perspective on it, but uh, we got the father's perspective on it, Chandler. And, uh, you know, he's got to be nervous right now, but also very excited. Uh, just a, a great time that all of this work and uh, the culmination of it. Uh, could be happening this weekend when Holt Naylor's either A, here's his name called in the draft, which would be awesome, or B, getting one of those preferred free agent spots. But either way, we anticipate uh, he will be part of an NFL franchise coming up on Monday.
7: Yeah, and uh, us as media personalities and covering ECU football and as ECU fans in general, we've seen Holt Naylor's grow as a football player and as a person in the past five years ever since 2018. Uh, hard to believe. I was actually a junior in college when Holton was a freshman. And, uh, and and I knew that he was a local guy. He was a D.H. Collins guy. He was the son of the voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, Morgan-, Morgan Aylers. But Morgan Aylers, the guy that we just talked to, is a guy that has seen Morgan... Or has seen Holton grow uh, from little league, from Pop Warner to what he is now, and uh, I think the biggest leap that has, that Holton has taken in his career has been in the past year with all the camps that he went to. He went to the Manning uh, Manning camp with Peyton and Eli and Cooper and all those and Archie as well, and uh, doing the uh, quarterback country in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, and just the growth that he's seen. So I, I know as a father that Holton our Morgan has to be very excited for this opportunity for Holton, uh, an opportunity that he's worked so hard for. We were out there for uh, the Pro Day for ECU yeah. and what an outstanding performance for Holt Naylor's that day and I, I was—I remember being out there at Pro Day and thinking, man this is what he's worked for. We've seen the videos of him being in Mobile, Alabama and working with a quarterback coach. We've seen him be with the Mannings uh, with a lot of quarterbacks in college football and working to be at this position in his career. So it's just very exciting to know that he's going to be a part of an NFL team at the end of the weekend. Uh, hopefully it's because we heard his name uh, you know, this weekend, or maybe it could be a preferred uh free agent deal. But Holton Naylor's no no matter where he ends up, this team a team is going to get a hard working individual. Um and uh, very exciting very excited for Holton, especially as an ECU fan, uh to see him succeed as he has done uh in his career. All
2: right, let's uh get a break in surely I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and open it up right now let's not dilly nor dally booty
5: booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere
2: would you say channel you do more of dilling or dallying which one do you do more of uh i do more dilly dilling okay I'm not a dallyer. fair enough 317-1250 the number it's a free beer friday giveaway How about the Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices Variety Pack? We'll give you 12 of those. We'll give you four tall boys of the Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea. It can all be yours if you are caller number 12, and if you are 21 or older, you are eligible to win. All right, we'll be back with more Pirate Radio Live on a Friday after this.
1: is a, a friend yeah, you're listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show
5: welcome back country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Uh, country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. And congratulations to Brad Wheeler of Greenville, it was the big winner in our free beer Friday? Free beer Friday is brought to you by Bud Light. Every day, especially game day, is better with an ice cold Bud Light. Pick up some Bud Light today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989 and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip.
2: All right, congrats to Tiny on the win today. Tiny! Tiny, one of those guys. Named Tiny because he was a big, fat, portly gentleman. And now... You can't even recognize him. He is slim and trim and in awesome shape. I don't even know if I should call him Tiny anymore. I'm going to just call him Brad. Uh, Congratulations, I mean, Brad. No, I, he, he,
5: I need Brad to tell me how he did it so <laughs> I can do it.
2: He uh, looks, I saw him at a uh, baseball game this year, I want to say. And uh, looking good, Tiny.
7: He's fitting the name now. Happy for you, man. He is Tiny.
2: Uh, very fun guy probably be out having fun in the jungle at some point this weekend maybe all three days all right um, he
5: actually told me he was going to the game he well, was on his go. way to the game when he called in
7: yeah. actually two days ga- uh two days did i say tree yeah you said all three days uh just two days well he's
2: the type of guy that would be out there sunday, sunday. when there's not a game <laughs> Tail-gating. Just, just partying uh yes thank you for correcting me on that chandler because there's a game at six o'clock tonight in fact uh do we have a lineup chandler I don't know, but I would love
7: to announce one.
2: It might be time for one of your world-famous East Carolina baseball lineup updates, and we certainly do have one. (laughs) And let's uh,
7: hear it from Chandler Honeycutt. Now, the starting lineups for your ECU Pirates. Batting first, the center fielder, number four, Lane Hoover. Batting second, the second baseman, number 10, Jacob Starling. Batting third, the first baseman, number 66, Josh Moylan. Batting fourth, the designated hitter, number three, Jacob Jenkins Cowart. Batting fifth, the shortstop, number eight, Joey Barini. Batting sixth, the catcher, number 34, Justin Wilcoxon. Batting seventh, the left fielder, number 25, Luke Nowak. Batting eighth, the right fielder, number 17, Carter Cunningham. And batting ninth, the third baseman, number 99, Alec Makarevich. And on the mound for your Pirates, number 33, Carter Spivey. And on
2: the color analysis duties on ESPN Plus. But, really? And this is an exclusive. Really, dude? Are you going to really say that right now? Was that supposed to be funny? Our man, the Mully Man, Mike Mully, Dude. dude cool uh, cat man <laughs> <laughs> mully man on espn plus i like it i like it a lot so i'll be able to hear uh, our guy mully calling some action tonight that'll be fun all right let's head out to the pirate radio live line and talk to mark greenheld's golf shop radio show joining us here on this friday edition of prl greenie how you doing today man
10: I'm doing great, Clip. How are
2: you doing? Doing good. Uh, Coming off night one of the NFL draft, the Panthers kind of knew what they were going to do with Bryce Young. They end up selecting the Alabama quarterback. Greeny, what are your thoughts on uh, who we've taught a lot of Panthers quarterbacks with you over the last couple of years. What do you think about the next one in line here with Bryce Young? I
10: I think we've talked about it before. I'm not a fan of that pick. Um, Personally, I would have Probably not even traded up to number one, maybe gone to, I mean, apparently Arizona was game to to make some trades, so I probably would have slid into the three spot and, and selected Anthony Richardson. I still think that he's got the most upside of these quarterbacks. He's the, the best runner, not even close. I think he fits more of the prototypical Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes type quarterback that uh, teams are looking for. And I think that kind of quarterback would bring some more excitement back to Carolina. And I don't think any of the three of them are day one starters for me. So here you've obviously got Andy Dalton. So he's going to be your starter in Carolina. And I would just let somebody like Anthony Richardson, you know, take a year and learn. I mean, if obviously if there's an injury, you have to put him in and you, you deal with it at that point. But uh, that's kind of the route that I would have gone. I'm not a big fan of a 5'10 and an eighth inch quarterback one in the show for me.
2: Yeah, and man, Richardson is so intriguing. I I'd, I'd be kind of nervous if my team got him, but also very excited and looking forward to seeing what he can do there in Florida. Uh Greeny, we saw a couple of Clemson Tigers go back-to-back later in round 1 uh with Murphy and and breecy who, who are the uh who are the Tigers that are going to hear their name called tonight and uh, also later on in the draft that you're excited to see in the NFL?
10: Yeah, this is going to be a tough one because, um, you know, it's down to kind of probably more needs than anything else. I mean, Trent Simpson's going to be uh, kind of your next guy that you probably see go somewhere early in the second round. Beyond that, it's going to be hard because I don't really know if there's, you know, a tremendous amount of talent. It could be another couple rounds before we see somebody, you might see McFadden go somewhere third or fourth round he's an offensive lineman um other than that i think you're might be looking at some free agency for some players
2: the uh it was a typical patriots draft we saw a trade back and then they end up getting a guy that a lot of people had going a lot higher than he went and uh that's christian gonzalez out of oregon a corner and green i was thinking about it i guess uh for fans like myself of Washington and other bad franchises, we look forward to the draft. For the Patriots, for all those years, uh Belichick would just trade down and stockpile picks. You're probably not a big draft fan, being a Pats fan, right?
10: Yeah, it was always hard. I mean, anytime that there was a late first round pick, you sat there and waited all night and then he traded his way back, <laughs> and back into the second round. You never got to see anything. So but you know, I, I, I don't understand why more teams haven't taken the philosophy of I mean, you got good teams that should pile picks, but you also have teams like Houston. That last night made no sense to me. That you, you know, you had the second pick, you obviously made the pick, and then you traded away some other stuff to get a third, you know, the third overall pick. Um, and that's what I've complained about, and we've talked about with Carolina before. Is that man? You, you between Sam Darnold and uh, Baker Mayfield, you traded away some picks in those four, fifth, sixth rounds, whatever that make up the majority of your team. And for me, if I have such a bad team like Houston's had over the last couple of years, I don't think I'm throwing those picks away to go get one guy. I'm trying to get as many guys as I can to build an actual roster. So. That's what Bill Belichick always
2: did so well for me. Yeah, talking to Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show today here on Pirate Radio Live. Day two of the NFL Draft coming up tonight. uh, We're around here waiting to see when Keaton Mitchell will get his name called and if any other Pirates, including whole nailers, could uh, hear their name called in this draft. Well, Greeny, let's uh, get an update on what's going on in the golf world. What are we uh, keeping an eye on this weekend? I guess they're down in Mexico,
10: right? Yep, the Mexico Open at Vendanta, so uh Tony Finau finished for the day 7-under-64, 13-under-par as a one-shot lead over Eric Van Royen, who's a uh, South African, kind of making a name for himself on the PGA Tour now and again. He's one of those guys where you see his name pop up on the leaderboard, but he's probably more known for wearing the jogger pants than anything else. <laughs> so that's always uh, an interesting thing that you got to deal with, and uh you got uh, John Rahm, who's going out this afternoon and, and uh, trying to get back into things to see if he can move his way up the leaderboard. He kind of felt like he left some uh, some birdies on the table early in his round, but had a strong finish, and he's the defending champion. So. Uh, but obviously in the Charlotte area, we're getting ready for the Wells Fargo championship next week.
2: Yeah. Grinny. And we talked about that. You said it's going to be a, a, a good field should be a very good field. Any update on that? Any, anyone scratched anyone in, uh, what are you excited about for next week's, uh, tournament in Quill Hollow
10: club? Yeah. Well, players have until five o'clock local time where the PGA tour is playing. So they have till five o'clock in Mexico uh, by our time to, uh, to commit to playing this week it is one of the designated defense so you anticipate that you're going to see a few more guys than we usually do I imagine there's going to be some guys that opt out I wouldn't be surprised if John Rahm's not in the field after playing this week and, and having a, a tough schedule so far so uh you know you're going to get Max Home, a defending champion you're going to you're going to see Mer- Rory McElroy, we assume and uh, because as a last check, he was still in the field. And you're probably going to have to see the Rory answer questions as to why he missed it, his second designated event a few weeks back. So that'll be one of the stories to look forward to coming up. Uh, Jason Day's also won this thing before. So uh, got some guys, got some good talent coming in. And good probably going to be one of the best fields they've ever had here at Wells Fargo.
2: Green Elge Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. Looking forward to some Canes hockey tonight. Hurricanes trying to close out their series. Couldn't do it on Tuesday night. They'll try to do it tonight in New York. And, Greeny, you had your two Boston teams in the NBA and NHL being stretched a little further than maybe we thought they would. The Bruins. Uh, losing the other night, but they have a three-two series lead. They play against the Panthers tonight, and the Celtics were able to close out the Hawks. But those two first rounds, uh, maybe going a little longer than you thought, perhaps.
10: Yeah, all in the Eastern Conference, all of them. I mean, you don't want to let the, the lower-seeded team off the mat, right? And uh, Carolina, Boston, and the Rangers have all done that. The I mean, yeah. Rangers were up two nothing on uh, on New Jersey. And New Jersey has now stormed back to make that series 2-2. The Bruins have basically lost both of their games because they made a comedy of mistakes and basically handed goals to the Panthers. So if they clean that up, uh, I don't think Florida hangs with them. Carolina, on the other hand, is the weird one. I mean, we're used to seeing them dominate at home, and now they're losing games at home. So... Um, they've really got to get their power play going, but I had a feeling coming in that they were going to struggle, and I think I mentioned it to you, that they were going to struggle on the offensive side of things, because obviously Max, Pe- Max Pacioretty was never really an option for them during the year, and then they lost Veschnikov, so they're kind of down two guys that you would have thought would have been uh, heavily counted on in the playoffs.
2: Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Greeny, what you got planned for Saturday's edition of the show?
10: Uh, we got Bill Bender of the Sporting News, as always, so we'll talk NFL draft and get some College updates from uh, some more spring games that happened last weekend. We got Rob Spellman of Golf Aficionado Magazine going to tell us what super resort and golf courses he's been playing in the last month or so. Uh, we are going to check in with the Wells fargo tournament director mr gary soba so uh talk a little little golf a little football and see what else we can get ourselves into
2: grady thanks for joining us today have a great show on saturday we'll check in with you again next week and uh talk some golf going on uh, right there in charlotte looking forward to it all right thanks a lot clip have a good one mark green golf shop radio show coming your way 8 to 10 a.m saturday right here on pirate radio we got some O's baseball for you this weekend as well as we take a gander at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Du Buck. Buck. We'll dive into a little NHL and NBA uh, in a moment, but looking at some of the MLB series going on this weekend, Cubs at Marlins start at 6:40 on ESPN Plus, and then you've got your seven o'clock games, which include Mariners at Blue Jays, the Braves in an NL series in New York against the Mets tonight. Guardians will be at the Red Sox, the uh, struggling White Sox against the tremendous Tampa Bay Rays. That series going on in Chicago. This weekend at 8 o'clock, it'll be the Yankees, Rangers, Angels, Brewers, Phillies, and Strohs. Uh, 8.40, Diamondbacks at Rockies. Later tonight, Reds at A's on the West Coast. Cardinals at Dodgers on the West Coast. Uh, Surely, are you aware of this? There will be no Orioles baseball because they have been postponed. So uh, no O's baseball on Pirate Radio tonight. But it looks like they will have a doubleheader tomorrow just like East Carolina and they will game one 12 orioles at tigers and that'll be followed up at five ten game two of that doubleheader. so uh, you can check that out here on pirate radio once again east carolina and tulane will play a doubleheader on saturday as well beginning at two thirty. 30 that's going on on the Buccaneer music Hall scoreboard presented by dub Dubuck. dub all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return uh chandler we'll talk a little nba playoffs little uh stanley cup playoffs And more as we get ready for night two of the NFL draft. Got that and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Uh, the stock market closed out the week on a good note. The Dow closed up 272 points at 34,098. The NASDAQ was up 84 at 12,000. 226. The S&P was up 34 points, finished out the week at 4,169. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Flip.
2: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. Well, Looks like i'm gonna have to have a, a talk with my wife when i get home and uh it's gonna be a difficult discussion it could be a lengthy discussion chandler she asked me earlier today via text do football players have to go to the team that picks them and i said that's a long answer i'll talk to you later so i gotta have that discussion when i get home mm. what's your answer to that question yes
7: Oh, not technically no. It's Eli Manning.
2: Exactly. It is. It's not a. It's Show a, her the video of Eli Manning. It's a gray area because first of all, we're in. A, you don't have to do anything. And I haven't looked this up, but we have seen cases where Eli Manning says, "I'm not playing for the Chargers." So they draft him. They trade, uh, get Philip Rivers. Manning goes to New York. We've also seen cases where. So, John Elway was drafted by the Colts originally. My my question is, if you are drafted by a team and you don't want to play for them and they won't trade you, you don't sign a contract with them, but how long does that team have the rights to you, right? You I, you, you can't just become a free agent. Remember when um, Kamar Rocker was drafted by the Mets and they ended up not signing but he was not allowed i don't believe to go to another team he had to play a year of independent ball before he could go back into the draft if i recall how that went um so it's a bit of a convoluted answer there do you you don't have to go there but that team has the rights to you but i don't know for how long that's a good question if anybody knows that answer you can tell me on twitter um I'm trying to find the John Elway deal. So, Baltimore Colts had the first pick in 83. Elway was the first of six quarterbacks selected in the first round. Elway uh, told the Colts in December of 82, he did not want to play for them. Later told the Colts he wanted to play for a West Coast team or the Cowboys or the Dolphins. Uh, so they did not come to a deal he ended up let's see the Colts I'm trying to find out worried that the Colts will waste their pig Robert Robert Ursay began negotiating with the Broncos so they agreed okay so he was traded to the Broncos so okay i didn't know
7: so this was like an eli manning
2: i guess so yeah on may the 2nd so he didn't play for a year for the team but i guess they still had the rights to him i want to know how long a player how long a team has the rights to a player if they don't sign a contract so that player cannot just go to another team yeah um but anyway do you know who that is mark herman uh i don't chandler who is he
7: csi or <laughs> it's not that guy that's not the same guy no but he he did play football you're talking about mark Harmon?
2: oh <laughs> i was close you thought you had something there i thought i did
7: and you know what Well didn't he play football he played at ucla or something
2: I actually believed you had something there when in the back of my mind, I was like, does Chandler really have something here that I don't know about? And uh, so this guy played college football. Uh, He chose UCLA UCLA over Oklahoma. uh, But he did not play pro football. So i give you a little bit of credit. Yeah, I, at least a,
7: I knew something there. A he went very, so I, very
2: little bit of credit. What was
7: the show? I might have been wrong too. It was like.
2: C- He's NCIS. C-
7: CIS. All right. NCIS. NCIS. N-C-I-S.
2: Coming up tonight, Buckingham Reviews Call Scoreboard presented by a Buck. Kings at Warriors, Grizzlies at Lakers. I told you earlier I'm excited about the Eastern Conference series. I like Miami, New York just for nostalgia and jimmy butler's must see tv at the moment basketball and msg and must see tv and then you got Sixers celtics old rivalry plus two really good rosters that should be great how about western conference semis get underway on saturday chandler nuggets and Suns. that's going to be a great series and then if the warriors win tonight and the lakers win tonight you've got Le- lebron versus steph yeah uh, you got some great matchups the rest of the way I admittedly I've told everybody I have not I didn't watch Charlie any at all of the regular season of the NBA. I've watched a little bit of playoffs, but I'm about to get into it now uh because I like these series we got coming up.
7: Yeah, the matchups are are building and and if LeBron, if the Lakers will both Lakers and Warriors have a chance to close out the series at home uh in their own arena tonight so uh but if if the lakers win tonight then you'll see lebron versus steph which you saw for what four straight years in the finals back in the uh mid 2010s um so yeah the the matchups are building up and it's going to be an exciting nba playoffs from here on out i believe
2: canes and bruins trying to close out series on the road Tonight, Canes at seven, and uh, Brewer, Bruins also tonight when they take on the Panthers. And the other two series still going on in the East Maple Leafs up three to two on the Lightning. That's Saturday night in Tampa. Devils have won three in a row in their series against the Rangers. Uh, they lead at 3-2. to two. That is 8 o'clock on Saturday night in New York.
7: I really enjoyed watching hockey with you and uh, the man, Marcus Crandall. Yeah. Uh, it was the Canes and the Islanders. Canes had a chance to close out the series at home with a 3-1 series lead. Uh, but that just wasn't the case. They got down 3 to 1. Then it was 3 to 2. Had several chances to tie it late in the game with the oh, yeah. other five minutes left. But I'm uh, going to have to start tuning in to some Carolina Hurricanes playoff hockey because it's starting to get fun to watch.
2: I will do that starting tonight at 7 o'clock. Shirley, let's get our final break in. We'll come back, get ready to wrap it up here on a Friday. Back with you after these words.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Getting
2: ready to wrap up a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll be back with you Monday, 3 o'clock, with an all-new edition of the show, where we will be telling you where ecu football players landed in the draft or via the rookie free agent signing so hopefully we'll have a lot of guys to talk about coming up on monday also the delcor players lounge returns where we will recap the ecu tulane baseball series so got that and a lot more coming up monday three o'clock right here on pirate radio live for shirley rhodes and chandler honeycutt i'm cliff rock jeff charles take us home
1: have a great night eastern carolina